This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. This episode of the History of Bad Ideas is sponsored by the Cincinnati Comic Expo. If you missed the Cincinnati Comic Expo in 2016, it will be returning to the Duke Energy Center in Cincinnati, Ohio in 2017, September 22nd through the 24th. Want to know what you missed out on? Go to the Cincinnati Comic Expo Facebook page, and they have all their panels with Stan Lee, John Barrowman, and many, many others. Also want to know what else you're missing out on? Check out History of Bad Ideas podcast number 143 as we have sit-down interviews with several of the guests at the Cincinnati Comic Expo. Again, September 22nd through the 24th of 2017. Get your tickets at the beginning of the year. Welcome to the History of Bad Ideas, episode 147. I'm Jason. I am Jeff. Uh, I'm Blake. And uh, Blake's back. Welcome, Blake. Hi. Thank you. How you doing? Where, where have I been? Uh, well, I thought you were going to be lost up in Canada. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I didn't know if you were coming back. You came back. You went to Canada. Yes. Canada this past yeah, weekend. We went to Canada. And is it a requirement when you cross the border into Canada you have to have a beard? You have to come back with a beard? No, actually, actually, this beard is a result of pure laziness. Okay, okay. I don't understand. I just didn't feel like shaving. <laughs> not not intent. I know to somebody like Jeff with a man beard, you know, you know where his is intentional. That's not it, the only thing. No, about I didn't him. feel like shaving. Uh, no, but it's finally sculpted for two years. This is not finally sculpted. It's symmetrical. Either that or you grow a great symmetrical beard. Okay, it grows evenly. It does. Yours <laughs> grows evenly. This side grows as much as this side. And it's nice and symmetrical. Isn't it symmetrical? It, is, it is, actually. I do. I'll it, take it. It is. See, it almost looks like it's in, it's intentional. Are you ever going to shave? I'm just asking. Would you ever shave your beard? Sh- I would, if no. the money's right. <laughs> Who's paying you to shake? I don't know. <laughs> Is that a Kickstarter? <laughs> Maybe. No, a Kickstarter to shave. How about if somebody sent us Jeff's 20 beard. pounds of Pez? 20 pounds of Pez? You would shave your beard and we would do it on Facebook Live? Oh, I could do that. Okay, 20 pounds of uh, Pez. At one time, right? At one time, yeah. Okay. Not this nickel and diamond stuff. No, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, it was Blake, so thank you. <laughs> no, about your beard, though. But it's more out of sheer laziness because I, you know, I, I, I go to the gym and I shower. Mm-hmm. And I don't take my shave kit with me because mm-hmm. it's a little, that's too much effort. Yeah, You're not annoying the... showering at the gym. Or well, sho- I mean, shaving at the gym. <laughs> I, I, I get a good workout on and I get, 
stinky sweaty, man. No, no, I meant shaving. Shower, yeah, yeah, I, don't, yeah, I, don't sh- I don't shave at the gym. Who shaves exactly. at the gym? I shower at the gym at my work and that we have a gym you shower at yeah the gym. but the worst is when you come out of the shower yeah. and you look over and there's a naked guy he's just shaving away you know just it's yeah. like no we don't need to see that put it away no uh, put some pants on before you shave have, have i ever gone through my annoying gym people yeah i think yes you have. You have. <laughs> yeah, I, I, i'm just making sure we've because, had that story time already yeah all right we've had that story time already I, because okay yes but I, unless you're like going to the gym before mm-hmm. You go to work, then I can understand. I usually shave the night shave before. There. I know. shave the night before. Uh, I take shower and I shave in the shower, actually, yeah. and do it the night before. So th- this actually started from being lazy, mm-hmm. and then it gets past the Brett, you know, it gets to the Brett Favre stage. You are very Brett Favre-like. Yeah, and you know, and then when I got to that stage, it was like now I am intentionally trying not to shave. Oh, well, November is uh, what Movember? Movember. So... Yeah, but I'll have a clean face by okay. then. Okay. <laughs> I actually I'll probably have a clean face tomorrow morning. Okay. Right, the novelty's wearing off now mm-hmm. because you reach that point where it's nice oh, and fun that, that to play itchy with. Point. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be an itchy point. But the fun part is, you know, you know, you know, stroking your your beard and your stubble, and you're like, hey, this is pretty cool. And then you're starting to look at how all the gray's coming in, the gray, you know, mm-hmm. patches with your regular color. I'm done. I'm like, all right, this is fine. The itchiness is why I get a bikini wax every two months. Yeah. It usually helps a lot. <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth. Well, I only bleach once a year, but, you know, yeah. the, 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 the bikini wax is every two months. Every two months. Uh, so you went up to Canada. How was it? I was up in Canada for one evening, yes. Yeah. In Toronto area? Oh, no, Buffalo area, right? Well, no, I was, yeah, the Buffalo, <laughs> the Buffalo on the Canadian side. Yes. The Canadian Buffalo yes. side. <laughs> I was up there. Yeah, we were up there for Niagara for a day. The uh, the girls were uh, playing St. Bonaventure, and there's and if you ever are from that part of New York or you're aware of that part of New York, there's nothing there except a lot of double wides and you know open mm-hmm. space. That's about it. So we went about two hours north, and we're like, you know, uh, let's go to uh, Niagara. So we went to uh, Niagara, and I was wearing my Indians Antigua. You know, what is nice, Antigua? The Antigua is like a pullover with a partial zip in the front with a collar. Okay. Long sleeve. Okay. You know, you wear it as like a mm-hmm. like an outer I uh, get it jacket, kind of like I just never heard of like Antigua. a semi semi warm semi cold okay. weather pullover. Yeah, when you tweeted that out, I thought, what's he talking about? Facebook. The Caribbean Not Island. Oh. He doesn't tell yeah, you. I don't tweet on Facebook. You Facebook. I'm like, <laughs> Indians in Antigua. You know, like I'm like, I'm like, is he in the Caribbean? What are you talking about? I thought it was a soccer team, Indians and Antigua that you were wearing. I was confused yeah it's the uh yeah the cleveland antiguans <laughs> no but uh and it had the block c on there mm-hmm. and we we go into the casino and i get you know i, I realized that i forgot we're really close to toronto so yep. there's like tons blue of jays tons of canadians with uh blue jay gear on walking around and i was in the bar of course my stepfather not my stepfather my father-in-law came with us mm-hmm. You know, for the trip to go watch and all that kind of fun stuff, and and these just two guys in the bar, and we're ordering drinks, we're having a beer, and these guys are standing there, and and is they're right next to me, and I kind of like turn, I I look at them, and the guy just goes boom and pops me on the chest on the sea, and he's like, you know, uh, I don't res- I respect your sea, insi- but I don't respect that other insignia that you have, and he's of course referring to Chief Wahoo. Oh, okay. You know, and and before I can get my next thing out, like, well, fuck you, man. (laughs) 
You know, the first thing that comes out is like, and I went there for game one of the Blue Jays, and everybody in Cleveland treated me really well. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Okay. I had to talk with the whole crowd beforehand, sir, so that's why. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fine. You know, but, uh, and we made some small talk after that. It's like, oh, yeah, it's great. Fine. And we walked away, and uh, my wife's like, what the fuck was that all about? <laughs> Canadia, they're just nice. They're just Canadias. What's know? that old boot? Dude. You know, I, I did realize that I had to speak a little slower so oh. that they can understand my Canada English. Canada likes us. And I had to say A an awful lot. A? Well, that's okay. Did you say a boot? Yeah. Actually, when he tapped my chest and did that, the first thing I did say was A. <laughs> And then he punched him. Yeah. Get the fuck up. Yeah. We're not yeah. done. Yeah. yeah, he hit you and you said, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, we love Canada. They're one of our uh, bigger markets. Shh, shh. Uh, it's pretty good. Well, so, yeah. Awesome. Canadia area, we yes. like. Yes. Everybody. The Canadia. Greater Canadia. Uh, I will say, speak of foreign lands, big news this week. Nerdly.co.uk is back. Yay. Those wankers are back. That means we have to get our card back out. Oh, we found it. Okay. That means we have to use brilliant, jolly good, cheeky monkey, wanker, and the C word. Uh, cookies. No. Oh. The one that I'm not biscuits. allowed to say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I said it once and it was on a Twitter reaction online. <laughs> it's the C word. It's a four letter word. I called, I think, Kevin James one. Second letter U. Yep. Ends in a T. Yeah. But when we say it, we mean it the British version, not the horrible American. Yeah, not, not the American version. We're talking the British version. We're not yeah, Trump. we're talking about the Queen's. The <laughs> yes, Queen's C word. The Queen's. I don't want to know about the Queen's C word. <laughs> and we have to talk about explanation. Explanation? What is that? You don't remember that? I do not remember we'll that. We'll have to go back and listen. <laughs> uh, no, Nerdly is back. Yay, Nerdly. And uh, they post actually a lot of your reviews, don't they, Yes, Jason? they do. They post all my movie reviews, uh, which will be Doctor Strange next week. Yay, Doc. Uh, yep. Uh, that is next week, right? Uh, November 3rd. Yeah, that week. not this Friday, but the following, following Friday. Friday. Uh, but yeah. no, they have a lot of movie reviews. They got uh, a lot of TV th- uh, reviews, comic book reviews. They have a lot of stuff. They have some good podcasts on there besides us. Uh, they have the 365 uh, Chaps. Uh, so Nerdly is back. They were down for a while, but they are back. We're excited to be uh, back in uh, UK, uh, Britannia. Hello, governors. Jolly good time. Oh, you cheeky monkeys. Oh, good day. No, 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 no. Good day. Ah, you wanker. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we're out of practice. Ho, ho, ho. EastEnders. Oh, my Christmas. Oh, are you? That's French. That's French. That's French. I know. I'm, I'm doing it from across the, uh, oh, the channel. Okay. <laughs> Chanel. 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 Across from the Chanel. Put my cross the Chanel. It's a perfume, too. Oh, number five. It is. It is. So, no, we are very happy to be back on Nerdly. So, uh, Phil, great job getting us back up. Jolly good. Jolly good. Can Nerdly back up and uh, check them out at nerdly.co.uk. We also want to send a uh, quick shout out. Shout out. Uh, to Justin Ruff on Twitter. You all right over there, Jeff? You dying? Yeah, I was trying to give a shout out and my voice gave out on me. Uh, Justin Ruff uh, tried us out. And uh, tried us out along with a couple other podcasts and liked us and told everybody to give us a chance. So I appreciate that. Uh, if you're a new listener and uh, you like us, make sure you like us. Um, and uh, just give us a shout on Twitter. We'll throw you on here. So Yay. appreciate it. How many uh, episodes until his uh, psychiatrist prescribes him to stop listening to us? Usually if he goes back and listens to the Worsley episode, that's usually <laughs> when it starts. Uh, hey, well, hey, well, hey, you know what? Everybody that's ne- back on nerdly, nerdly dot 
um, nearly.com UK. Nearly.co.uk. Yes. Nearly.co.uk. Go back and listen to the Worsley episode. I think they'll love it. <laughs> they might. I think we were, I think actually they canceled, uh, Nerdly they, went down yeah. after oh, they, that episode. They went down after the Worsley episode. That, was, that might have been why Nerdly went down. <laughs> oh my goodness. We're, we apologize, Nerdly. I, I can't be 100% on that, but possibly. So, uh, also stick around a little bit later on. We're going to have Ken Johnson from Dead Men Inc. Uh, he wrote, uh, Corpse Corp. Uh, so Corpse Corps. Corpse Corps or Corp. Corp. Well, either way. Well, it's Corporation. So okay. Army Corps. So. I have a speech impediment. All right. Uh, <laughs> but no, Ken's on here. Uh, we have a nice little chat with him a little bit later on. Isn't uh, he the man who watched Batman? He is. He also watched the whole Batman animated series and uh, went through in detail on each episode. By choice. Yes. Hey, Not it's a part good of series. his psychiatric rehab. That's right. I feel like he's kind of like the guy from PCU. He's just watching the TV show for his senior thesis. And what was it? I can't remember the two characters that he needed to Gene act. Ackman and... Adam West? Some people just want to watch your Michael Cage? Yes. Oh, okay. But, uh, no, Ken's great. And uh, he came onto our show after, uh, you know, he was on Snake Oil and realized... Yeah. Whoa, do you want to get away from that fire? So he came over to us, and we appreciate that. You know, that uh, actually could be something that could inspire Justin Ruff. Mm-hmm. You know, he could go back and start listening to all the Hobie episodes and write about them someday. Not the first 10. <laughs> Skip those, Justin. <laughs> no, he could talk about the evolution of the show, uh, how much right. better you guys got as time went on. Well, you're on the show too, Blake. <laughs> no, I brought it back down. <laughs> no, I mean, you feel like you peaked us. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, we appreciate all the listeners out there. And uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook at Bad Ideas Podcast. And especially if you're History new. History Bad Ideas. Yeah, especially if you're new. Let Jason know so he can, he can pimp you. Yep. Uh, you know that. <laughs> uh, I'm on, we're on Twitter at Bad Ideas Podcast, and you can email us, Jeff. We're at at uh, HobiePod at Gmail. Gmail, thank you. dot com. <laughs> you can tell he checks that regularly. Yeah. HobiePod at Gmail dot com. We check all that and Bad Ideas Podcast on Twitter, um, History of Bad Ideas on Facebook, and like us on uh, iTunes. That will help us with reviews, please, if you can give us a nice review. And be sure to check out our Tumblr page. Uh, and Tumblr is on Tumblr dot Tumblr slash History of Bad Ideas. Porn dot <laughs> com. Why not? Gov, dot gov. Whatever you do, don't go to Pornhub and... <laughs> and try and look for Hobie. Could you imagine going to Pornhub, putting bad ideas in? That's not going to end well with good porn. <laughs> be a Remy Lacroix impersonation that you do. <laughs> Dumped over Remy Lacroix porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you doing putting that in my butt? <laughs> what are you doing that croissant? <laughs> God. Uh, I apologize to Remy Lacroix. Anyways, is that really your name? Remy LaCroix. Well, that's her. Well, I know that's her stage. Exactly. (laughs) She's a hula hoop champion. That's all I know about her. Why are you asking me? What do you you think I know about this stuff? No, you're a child. I only know this because I read about it. That's right. That's right. Because if you have a top five list, if you could. Yeah, if I were allowed to have a five list, yes. Would Remy LaCroix be on it? Mm, That's a good question. (laughs) Uh, We did get requests. For hula hooping, yeah. (laughs) Uh, TPC podcast in Canada. Uh, did like our up down segment that we're used doing lately? Uh, just started actually last week. Uh, <laughs> so one thing we're up on, one thing we're down on. Jeff, is there anything you're up on this week? 
I am up on the National Hockey League this week. And why is that? Uh, just last night, flipped on uh, a game. Mm-hmm. Two teams I really don't have a rooting interest in and really enjoyed just watching the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chicago-Calgary game. Who won? It was a fun game. Calgary won Good. in a shootout. Good. Uh, the rooting interest I did have was my fantasy uh, goalie was playing for Calgary, so mm-hmm. I got a win in that against you and Nichols' team. <sighs> Nichols really kept bringing us up. I'm bringing us down, so I appreciate <laughs> Nichols being my co-owner. Hey, ap- apparently Sidney Crosby is starting tonight. Yeah, I did. I don't know if we put him in. <laughs> at, at, what point, at what point does Sid stop becoming the kid? Uh, when he can remember who he is after all the concussions. Ooh. Kid, you're all right, kid? I'm okay, man. I'm okay. Put me back in, Dad. I'm okay. Right, go sit down. <laughs> Don't let you go stop drooling over there. I wanted to draft Connor McDavid, but I was vetoed on that one. Yeah, I don't think you remember it correctly. No, I've had concussions. So you're I'm, up on the NHL. I'm up on the NHL. Uh, Blake, what are you up on? I'm up on the Tribe in the World Series. There you go. We'll have that on in the green room behind us. I know. You know, uh, Dr. Bednar mm-hmm. uh, tried very hard to talk me out of coming here tonight. What? Oh! They watched the game one of the World Series with him. And the Cavs championship Dr. ring. Bednar. Yes, that's right. Dr. Bednar. You know oh, what? So who's on the poop list now? Oh, you know what? That's why we like Hedda's music a little bit better. He cares just a little bit more. <laughs> uh, well, you know what I'm up on? You, you know, I got. they gave me a lot of poop for not joining them for the World Series game one. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, but uh, I, but you know, in 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 truth, I got look my shirt. Shirt. I've got the Cleveland Cavaliers championship shirt. You a little bitter at Hobie tonight? I got <laughs> my ball cap, my tribe ball cap, Chief Wahoo. Okay. The, the the insignia that's not respected by Toronto Canadians. I will say that uh, everybody on Hobie, if it makes you feel better, since you hate hate us tonight because we're here, uh, I feel like everybody on Hobie is Team Tribe. I think we're all Team Tribe. Yes. If, Do you if, know who else is Team Tribe? Who's that? Pete Rose. Oh, let's not go into that. No. <laughs> I was sitting there, you know, doing my show preps, mm-hmm. eating chicken wings. Yep. And the crew for, uh, Fo- was it Fox came on? Mm-hmm. They're, they're, and Pete Rose is part of the crew. And when I first saw him, I said, what the hell is Pete Rose doing as part of the thing? And then it got me even worse. I was like, what the hell is A-Rod doing there? What the hell? Yeah, Pete oh. Rose and A-Rod are Pete the Rose crew. and A-Rod. And so I was like, ah, screw those guys. We're going to ruin my watching of the World Series. And then they said, well, who are you rooting for? And one guy says, Cubs. Oh, and then Pete Rose says, Cleveland Indians. And I said, okay, Pete, I'll, I'll give you a flag on this one. Here you go, <laughs> I'll give man. you a pass. I'll give you a pass. I'm shocked that A-Rod, uh, you have two cheaters on, Pete and uh, A-Rod. <laughs> I can't remember who A-Rod picked you know what the audience I, re- i'm still stunned at pete rose still i'm still going through screw you pete rose you son of a oh okay thanks pete <laughs> everybody hates pete rose how can we get the fans to like him fox let's put a rod on everybody hates him worse yeah. yep let's do it uh yeah, you, you know is it what's great about this world series is the fact that some team sad history is going to end hopefully the uh the and, indians yeah and it's not like one or the other it, they're both in at the same time so you've seen a lot of the memes about hell, hell's frozen mm-hmm. over and all that kind of fun stuff. So this is what makes it a great series. I mean, somebody's going to win. They have to win. Does this? Oh, wait, hold on a second. Does this go past the elections? It could. Oh, no, 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 no,
No. It Wait, won't. are you sure? Yeah, November 8th It'll is be, election. Oh, my God. Yeah. Next, Somebody, we need to check. Game 7 Wednesday, has to happen before the election the second, night. The second, I think, is when Game 7 will be. The elections aren't until the 8th. <sighs> Unless good. it snows All right, in good. Chicago and Cleveland, they can't play All for right, six so days. there's got to be a winner. There will be no end of the world. Until Trump takes over as the oh, czar <laughs> before the election. Help us off. Uh, I'm uh, up on... Well, I don't know. Trump is not going to... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, not not going to concede even if he loses. That's true. That's he true. And that, that means that, again, that he can win. <sighs> you know, if he, as long as he doesn't concede... He's yeah. okay. He's going to be president, right? Yeah, I think that's it. You know, okay. there's been a lot of losers that haven't conceded in the past, too. I've been on both sides of the parties. Oh, they're all knuckleheads. Some say our podcast should concede. Yeah. <laughs> Just in overall. I mean, look, nerdly, nerdly.co.uk never conceded, and they're back. That's right, bastards. In the they're Indians back, or in the baby. World Series. Is it because of nerdly? I think it might be. Oh. You know what I'm up on? I'm up on Cleveland Indians, too. I'll go with Blake. I'll go with Blake. You know what I'm down on? I got one bat down thing I'm on. Uh, Dr. Bednar. Uh, right now, I'm low down on Dr. Bednar. Yeah. So, uh, hello. Yeah. You win the floppy this year for best music, possibly. <laughs> Just saying. Just, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Some have dedication to our show. Just yeah. saying. Jeff, anything you're down on? I'm down on the NFL. Yeah, good. Okay. I'm up on the NHL, down on the NFL. I watched Sunday night's game. My Arizona team looked really good. Uh, that was an abomination of football. <laughs> And uh, because of that game, I realized a zero to zero soccer game is more interesting. Ouch. Woo. Well, see, here's the thing. I had my Cardinals on because I'm a huge Arizona Cardinals fan. Ever since they even had Camp Gra- Kent Graham. You, you, you know, I, you're ever since they were in St. Louis. Yeah. That was two years after St. Louis, I think it was. Yeah. After they moved. Yeah. I oh. don't remember. I was too young. To remember them in St. Louis and Haas. Yeah, there's there's no logic between Jason and what teams he likes. But all right, go ahead. Anyways, try try to relate it. Try I had, to connect it. I had Arizona on. I had The Walking Dead. Yeah. Season premiere, and yeah. I had Westworld that night. Yeah. It was a rough night. No wrestling pay per view. That's, That's next week. week. Yeah. yeah. So I had three great things. So I start watching the first part of the Arizona game, switch to The Walking Dead, and watch that full. And then at commercial, I would go back and forth. Then I looked down at my phone and I was like, end of third quarter. Three to nothing. Well, I don't think I really need to watch that game right now. I can watch Westworld. So then I watch Westworld. Look down. Six to six. Yeah, it's okay. I'll flip back now. Westworld's done. And then I was like, Seattle's driving down. Well, Arizona yeah. missed the kick. Arizona missed the field goal. And Seattle drove down the field. And I'm like, oh, dear God. They're going to win it on a chip shot. This sucked. What the hell just happened? And Seattle missed it. Which really kicks me in the nuts because Steve Hoshka is my kicker for fantasy. <laughs> I didn't start him. I did not start him, thank God. (laughs) But yes, uh, it was a horrible game. Well, it makes you feel better. Canazero was my starter. To to quote Donovan McNabb, I didn't know it could end in a tie. (laughs) (laughs) We did have a Twitter poll of the week. We had two of them this week. Polls of the week. Who really is William on Westworld? Uh, Let's see. Uh, In last place, at 6%, he's just a regular human. Nothing big. Just a regular Joe. Joe's just a guest. Guy. Uh, third place, which is my idea, uh, it's Teddy. Uh, he's designed from him. It's well, a it's a well, past version of Teddy. This is this is one of your other theories that have been debunked. Yes. Okay, all right, go ahead. Have it already been debunked? Yeah, well, pretty close. This one, not yet. It not will yet. be. It should be. Uh, 12% had Teddy. Uh, third pl- or Second place was 29% had uh, the man in black. That was his first theory. It's been debunked since then. That's been debunked? I don't yes. think it has. Why was it debunked? I don't think it has. 
And in first place, 53%, did Negan kill him? <laughs> yeah. So, that was, that was first place. Yeah. Everybody was at. Yeah, everybody right. caught up on Westworld? Yes. Everybody loving it still? Yeah, I have notes. Oh. Oh. Okay, I'll put it this way. I watched it, like, after you guys, oh, this is so great. And I watched it, I'm like, I enjoyed it. But there ain't nothing so to great. talk about. What? What happened? There was there's nothing to talk about. I'm enjoying Bernard's it. Bernard's getting some on the side. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, go Bernard. <laughs> You're a robot. Get somebody. Everybody knows you, but robot. One of the guys I work with came up to me and he he's like, "Okay, I'm caught up on Westworld. We can now talk." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay." And he's like, "Can we all just get it out of the way? Bernard's a robot, right?" Yep. Okay, moving on. <laughs> we don't know that yet. It's going to be a twist that he's we not. We don't but know that yet. It's going, yeah, it's going to turn out he's not. Everyone's thinking he Could is. Could you help not. explain one thing to me? When, one thing, Anthony Hopkins <clears throat> is talking to the board member. And they're in the restaurant. Ta- yeah. Talking to the chair lady. Yes. Yes. I understand he has the power, like, to stop all the robots because he's, you know, somehow is just. At the wave of a finger. Yes. Because he's created them all. Yes. What did it mean, like. Was he like trying to intimidate her? Yes. Like, yes. I, I get that he was, but what, like, what was he trying to show her? Like, I am the all powerful. Don't fuck with me, basically. Basically, yes. okay. That's, That's what, what I got from because it. Okay. because uh, she's what uh, what what uh, oh, she's gosh. speaking for the board. She she she's and they claims wanna... to be speaking for the board, and they want to make know what's going on, and they're worried about the storyline, worried about storylines and everything else. And he and he shows his cards like oh, they're already sending somebody out. Don't you know? Okay. So he's already like showing his. Uh, he's like, I know what's going on more than you do, and it's a intimidation tactic. Like I'm doing what I want. Don't screw with me. I'm God in this world mm-hmm. because you know essentially you know he can he can stop everything and make everything go and work. Now they're sitting at the same table that she sat at as a when girl. When she was a kid. Yeah, and it's he's good, talking about We that. know all our know. guests, and we know all our employees. Yeah. So let me let me ask you this. What deranged parent is taking their kid to this thing, <laughs> this place? Well, well, apparently there are kids and parents with kids running around the place, there too. There might I mean. be child-friendly storylines. Well, yeah, there seen could them be. Yet. Yeah, well, there's, yeah. there's all kinds. Many stories going on. But is Sweetwater time. is the town? As long as you stay there, it's you know a little bit easier, nicer. And then you mean, you mean the town where the gangsters ride in and shoot yes. everybody? Yeah, that, yeah, that sweet nights yeah, area? Yeah, yeah. And what do you think he's building? Do you think it's just a storyline about religion and he's a god? My my one thought, and I have no backing on this. I was like, "What happens if they like make it a whole new world, like Greek, the Greek world, or something yeah. like that?" I was like, "That would be kind of a clever little twist that this is a new area to go into." No, I have absolutely no clue what he's building, well, and I'm not speculating. It, I have no idea. It's what I good. Do. It's good. I think it it may be related to the maze, okay, or something along those lines. Uh, the maze we keep learning and keeps coming out and slow reveals. We learn mm-hmm. we're learning more and more about this. Uh, it's even to the point where uh, the man in black, you mm-hmm. know, he's like he's looking for the Easter egg, you know, in the game because he's been there yeah. for 30 years. And on a side note, wasn't it pretty funny? The man in black meets up with the gang as he's looking for the lady with the snake tattoo. Yes. And this guy goes, hey, man, aren't you, you know, your foundation saved my, my sister or whatever. Yeah. Like, and he's like, shut the fuck up. You say another word to me. I'm going to slit your throat. This I'm, is my fucking vacation. <laughs> I love that. I was like, that was awesome. So he's actually a really good person out in the real world. He yeah. So he, yeah. I'm 
obviously he runs some kind of like maybe cancer foundation or research foundation that saves lives. I love this show so much because just that little snippet, you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, he's not really an asshole in real life. Well, he could be, but he runs a foundation to save people. Mm -hmm. And then here it's like, fuck you. And here's his way of blowing off steam by being a bad guy man yeah. is he a bad guy I, I think it just ties into you know william's you know brother-in-law it just turns into the whole uh morality themes of mm-hmm. you know you know doing things without consequence and etc what are can and i think this is yeah. something that dr ford knows is like how dark can people really be mm-hmm. and he's realized that and he's and that's probably why he's created now his the wyatt string you yes. know guess who the snake lady's going looking for Wyatt. Now, this is supposedly something that's been new programmed mm-hmm. in the storyline. The man in black's looking for Wyatt now because Wyatt apparently now holds the information, information about the maze. The, oh, yeah, the you maze. Know, to the, to the yeah. center of the maze. And even Bernard makes a hint to Dolores about go to the maze. And, you know, Dr. Ford, you do see in previews for next episode, Dr. Ford and the man in black are at dinner together and they're having some kind of discussion and yep. there's some kind of knife thing that breaks out, and Teddy's there, by the way. Uh, so we'll see what happens there with that. I was very upset. Teddy, a.k.a. Um, uh, Kenny, did not yeah. die this week. I was very <laughs> no. upset with that. He almost oh, died. No, he almost died. He was just tied to oh, just tied. asking yeah. him to kill him. You think By the man white in, and the leather faces. Do you think the man in black is uh, Ford's brother? He does mention he had a brother. And he's been going there for 30 years. He knows all the storylines. He's played them out. And you know what is kind of interesting? They're like, hey, we have a request for a pyrotechnic scene. And they're like, granted, boom, you know, the cigars with the bloating. I thought that was kind of clever. It is cool. You know what else is very clever about this? All the hosts that we've seen as background or side Mm -hmm. side stories, they're all being intermingled and related. Mm -hmm. You know, as we keep moving on from episode to episode... You know, you're you're learning more and more about these people and, you know, Maves and, the, you know, the, the, the madam, you know, the super bad guy that turns out the man in black's in the jail cell with him. You know, the guy that comes in. And, and, of course, the snake lady is the lady that you see in the early episodes and yes. shooting the town up. You didn't even realize it. Yeah. You didn't realize. And you're like, oh, man, all this stuff's coming together. It's great. It's very similar to, like, every time they just show the same scene, but they add just a little bit more. Yeah. Just a little, a little bit more. And you're learning. Yeah. And it's like a video game. It really is. Like you yeah, just it's start- like you save, pause, go back, yeah. you know, kind of deal. But it, but the thing to keep in mind, you know, uh, and Jonathan Nolan had talked about this in an interview is that, uh, and remember, he did Memento. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my favorite movies of all time. And he said that there's going to be twists revealed by the time the season is over. And so let's keep those in. So you know what? Your William could be He's a man prelude in black. for Tenny, I think Teddy. Or it could be William there the first time. That's his first story, the man in black's first experience. That's what I'm thinking. And what you're thinking. And it could he be could tied be to both. Dr. Ford. Could be both. I don't know. He could be Teddy. You know, he he could be the man in black and the inspiration for Teddy, and that's why anytime he sees Teddy, he's like, "Ah, oh, Teddy," knowing that he was the guy who inspired him. That could be I I because that's that because right now. because that's Doctor Ford's brother. Is like, you know what? I'm going to make a good version of you based off of this because you're such an asshole when you come in here. I, I uh, yeah, I I really am enjoying it. I love the main bad guy, the mate who Maeve was talking to at the end of the episode. Yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. I the, love the him. bad guy. Yeah, yes. he, he is. He is pretty awesome. And Maeve is reaching Hector. I think it is Hector. Yeah. I, I believe so. Yeah, who is the buddy to 
was it Lawrence, the guy that's the the man in black's dragging around, mm-hmm. the man's the bad yes. guy, yeah. his buddy. <laughs> yeah. So it is kind of funny that Maeve is basically come to the re- she's basically having the realizations of what's really going on, and she sketches. You yes. know, the, the doctors in the suits and their yeah. little oh, suits. And she goes great. to hide it and she finds great. the other papers where she's, she's been. She's got a she, stack of them where she, she keeps realizes doing it. she's yeah. been doing this over and over again. I thought that was awesome. And scene. she realizes when Hector comes in, she's like, What you're looking for is not in the yep. safe. I'll just give you the combo, <laughs> but you got to give me information. And stab me. And stab <laughs> me. And she's like, You know, look, there's. I know there's a bullet in me. There's and so she finally realizes. <laughs> None of this matters, yep. you know, and that and then her scene ends with Hector, the crescendo, the busting through the door. Obviously, probably gets shot. I up. like how the Indian, the Native Americans are uh, the ones that worship, making a cult out of that. Yes, yes they worship the guys the that are building yeah, it. The, the guys, isn't that weird? I, when she opened up that floor board and saw the other pictures, I was like, "That's pretty badass." That, that was really scene, cool. that was the scene of the of the episode yeah, yeah i agree yeah and she just keeps going through and i'm like yeah. oh shit how many do i have in here yeah uh, it's a does. such a god i love that show. this is a great show i like it apologize if no one else is watching but i think that's everybody right. is it's getting right. good good reviews yeah, so that's my uh up on the uh west world set <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh bonus poll bonus poll yes yeah, right we gotta keep moving uh were you happy with the walking dead season premiere uh zero three uh, percent said not bad but not great uh, 24% said, nope, disappointed. Ooh. Uh, second place was 28% said, too violent for me, but you'll yeah, be there back. There was some graphic violence. And number one said, 45% said, yes, it was awesome. This was our, uh, one of our top polls ever. Awesome. Uh, we got lots and lots of response. And, uh. Although, didn't see it, don't care, wasn't one of the Shut options. up, go to the green room. Oh. I gotta oh, go watch yeah, the yeah, World That's right, you're, you're you seven series discuss. behind, right? I'm seven seasons behind, yeah. yeah. What did you think about uh, Walking Dead, Blake? I liked it. Now, unlike some people, I know the graphic novels because I, you know I listen to you guys all the mm-hmm. time, and you talk, so I know what's coming. I knew that Abraham was on borrowed time. Yes, and it, I was thinking, you know, it makes sense. Oh, time if he, out! Spoilers. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Spoilers. But it gets better. <laughs> For the next 10 minutes. For the next minutes. 10 minutes, you go, go fast forward, fast forward, fast No, but, hey, you know what? If you're a Walking Dead fan and you haven't seen it yet, the, the onus is on you. Yeah. But uh, hit pause, come back when you're done watching Well, it. people on Twitter are like, how the fuck do you, how dare you spoil uh, Walking Dead? This was like, I don't know, five hours after it showed or the next morning. And yeah. everybody was like, don't go to social media. As yeah, as I, I had I put when I got home I was late. Mm-hmm. I had Westworld to watch. Yep. I had Walking Dead, and uh, what else is going on Sunday night? Cardinals uh, soccer game. Oh uh, no! Yeah, so, yeah your guys' tweets and you, the phone. My phone's blown up. I'm like, damn you! And he's like, Cardinals. Oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> but I got home late because I was coming back from Canada and mm-hmm. uh, the girls' soccer game. And so I, I was like, I know I can't look at anything social media. I can't look at any messages. Can't look whatever. So I got home. I turned the phone off. And I went yep. and I started, I had to go watch everything in itself. You know? I did the same thing. I, uh, as soon as Walking Dead started, uh, I had to pause it a couple times for the, with the kids getting up in that upstairs. So I put my phone down and even look at it. I turned, yeah. uh, turned it down. I didn't care. Just don't look at yeah. social media if you don't want to know. But that's true. But Abraham gets the whack first. Yes. And uh, I love how he just stood up the whole time. Like, it was pretty you. good. And he does his suck my nuts. <laughs> 
which was pretty funny. But the thing I Greatest missed. Greatest last I, line ever. Yeah, exactly. I missed it. But when I went to go back to read about it, they showed a uh, sign where mm-hmm. he, he's, he flashed the peace sign to... Yep. Um, Rosita? Uh, Rosita or his, his girl there. Like, the other girl. I huh? got it. This is fine. I'll take it for the team. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there going, hmm, that's interesting because Glenn didn't get whacked. Yeah. But I sat there and I thought, there's a whole hour to keep going. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. And then sure enough, you know, the results, he breaks, you know. Daryl hits him. Daryl tries to go and he's like, hey, there's consequences. And he turns around and he's like, whack. And they showed Glenn. Oh, His my eye. God. Oh, that's so sad. It's from the comic book. Yeah, really? That's yeah. all. Uh, the that's eyes in good. the comic book. You know, the dented in. And he's trying to talk. He's like, Maggie, I'll find you. Yeah. Basically, I guess in the afterlife, you know. But, it's, you know, loving, touching. Yay. And then Glenn goes down and then. You know, he, can, he continues on, and what what else is interesting is that uh, I really thought that he was going to have Rick, you know, whack Carl's arm. I was like, "Oh my god, holy crap!" What? And he even had the snot bubble coming out too. Rick did. did oh you see yeah, that? Rick, Rick. Yeah, they had him going. Uh, they probably had him sniff some pepper and all that, oh you know, phlegm god. going. And I was sitting there going, "Holy crap! This is." I mean, I expected one death. But two head not heads bashed in, and now we're gonna get two heads in an arm. Yeah. Holy shit! Or I'm like, oh my god! Or is this where Rick cuts his own hand off? Because in that's the books, what I thought. Yep. You know, in the books, he's without his hand. So is that how they're gonna do it? I'm like, holy crap! And then he stops him. And I was like, dude. So yeah. Make sure you cut whole... it so it's like salami rolls over so we can save oh, it. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I think the reason I, I heard about all this, I think the reason that they didn't cut off Carl's arm. Is because that's just a lot more money you have to put into CGI for future episodes. Rick uh, Robert Kirkman yeah. did say that that was his biggest mistake was cutting Rick's hand off in the book because yeah. he always has to draw without the hand, <laughs> and he's like, and then the, you said the same thing. It's just too difficult to have everything go, everyone go back, every scene he's in. Yeah, and they said, no, we're not cutting that off. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I, it's good. They had to show how Rick is yeah. broke. Yep, he breaks them. You know, eventually, and, uh, oh. and, and, and you know, my wife doesn't watch the series, but she's you know the comments. She's like, how could you watch that? It was the worst ever, blah, blah, blah. I said, but that's the gist of it, honey. In the post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. world, the zombies aren't the monsters. Yep. The monsters are the other people. Yeah. That is the real. That's the whole gist of you know, the, that's, the book and everything. Exactly. You know, so she's like, oh, well, okay, that's fine. So we're the walking dead. Yeah, that's yes. pretty much what they say in the as, book, too. As <laughs> we understand it, and if we were there, Jeff would have lopped our arms off without a hesitation. Correct. As we learned last week. <laughs> you don't trust he Jeff. He sold us out. You don't be friends with Jeff in the in the post-crapalectic world. Make sure you cut it like it has salami. Jeff would be like, you have salami? I'll cut his hand off for salami. <laughs> Give me the hand. Give me it. Give me it. Give me the butcher knife. <laughs> Sorry, Carl. Sorry, Blake. <laughs> Where's my salami? <laughs> I like to keep it in my beard for afterwards. Uh, I did like uh, how after... Everybody left. The saviors left. That Maggie gets up and is badass. Is like, let's fucking go after them. Yeah. Like her comment, and that's in the books. She becomes the badass. Yeah, she, she the library people. Yeah, the little hill, the hilltop. She the hilltop. She becomes she becomes the leader of the hilltop. You know the neat thing too that I missed as well when I read, go back, went to go mm-hmm. read about it. Uh, the Polaroid guy. Yes, he's in the background taking pictures. Taking pictures. And if you remember last season, he was in the Glenn outpost. Glenn is looking at the 
pictures of Polaroids mm-hmm. in the outposts of these people with their heads bashed in. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, there's that asshole, you know, for taking you know, the picture, taking the pictures for, you know, I guess that's how you, one of the ways that Negan keeps his own people in line. Yeah. And, you know, this is how, you know, how it is. So yeah, rough, rough, rough. I rough, love how rough. he picks Daryl. He takes yeah. Daryl and keeps and puts him. Did you notice though? First off, after he punches him, they yeah. hold him down. He's like yeah. a caged animal. Yeah. Like this, his acting was like that. His body language. They put him into the van and he's pacing around. He's kind of strutting like a gorilla. Mm-hmm. Boom, sounds for Harambe. Uh, but he looked like a wild animal ready to get at Negan. And I love that scene. I thought That's that was true. awesome. And how he gets thrown into the van. Yeah. How he's got the. Like, he's hunched over. He's hunched over. Yeah, it's like a caged animal. What's Literally. his name? Daryl. Yeah, yeah, that suits him. <laughs> that fits him <laughs> when Negan yeah, asked him what his good. name was. Yeah, um, yeah it, it was a great episode. I loved it. My wife did say, she looked up from time to time. She's like, how can you watch this? And I was like, it's amazing. Like, this is good. And yeah. Well, it, it, it's one thing to extract violence on inanimate objects or fantasy yeah. creatures. But when you're doing it from human being to human being, the impact is tenfold. Well, I did. You know what? I like Negan. He's hilarious. Now I think he's an asshole. But when he's walking away and he's like, "I'll be there in a week," ta ta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? When you first started talking about Negan, and I was like, "Well, how's he going to top the governor?" He topped him in one episode, like, two episodes. Ooh, yeah. yeah. The governor looks like a nice guy. Well, I did like how everybody online like. We waited eight months, and you better give us some answers. Oh, shit. You oh, killed Glenn shit. and Abraham? We don't want those answers. <laughs> we don't want that. You know, it's something I wanted to go look at is, like, uh, you know, the season ends there. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if they can – did they continue filming that scene? I don't know. Uh, and then put it in the can and kept it under lock and key? I don't know. They uh, Rick, Because it, it looked really good for continuity's sake. It did. Uh, Rick said that they were, the guy who played Rick, uh, yeah. Andrew Lincoln, said they were out there for nine days straight playing that scene, those two, two okay. episodes. So I don't know. Did they record one where they kill everybody? So They no did, they did kill a lot of different people, they said. And I think you saw that in like Rick thinking... That ever, you know, if he didn't, yeah, do for it. a minute I was like, "Holy crap!" Negan killed two people, and then he whacks everybody else yeah. for good measure. Holy crap! I think that's but no, part that was of it. Rick thinking about, "Oh, if he's gonna die, and he's gonna die. Yeah. If I don't do this, he's gonna die." You know, you know, and, and Rick cares about everybody, of course. Yeah. So that makes it even worse. And that goes back to his altruistic sheriff persona, yeah. his protector. Yeah. Now I, I loved it. I thought it was a great way to start the season. Oh, that was great. I I love all the people that freak out and record themselves. I mean, why would you do that? Well, record the, yourself crying into the camera, go. Why did you have to well, do did you this? see? Chris, I'm like, really? What? What? Why would you do that? Because, did you see Chris Hardwick? No. On Talking Dead, I saw the first ten minutes, and my wife looked at me and she goes, "He does realize that he didn't really kill them, right? Like they're alive." <laughs> yeah. And because Chris Hardwick's like, he comes back, he's like, oh, "We're going to get through this, guys. We're get through this." It together. was a rough one. Oh, um, as soon as the first death happened, the because they were doing a live episode outside, the the heavens opened up and it rained here. Yeah, I saw that. And it was like, on my recording. Yeah, it's a rough one. We're going to get through this. It was like, and my wife looked at me really? like wow. my wife looked at me. She's like, he realizes that they're just actors. Like they didn't really die, right? Yeah, he's, and also, I, I, he's also on the AMC payroll. I mean, oh, I know. On, you got to hype it. But come on, man! It was man. like somebody died in real life, and you know, I get it was emotional, but I'm like. Oh my God, people! They didn't really die. It's okay. It's just a character. I know you like the characters, but yeah. Glenn. I was more upset Abraham died than Glenn. I'll yeah. be honest. 
I like Abraham. Yeah. Now the the writer, what's his name again? Uh, Kirkman. Kirkman did say that, uh, you know, he was never happy with um, the way he killed Abraham off in the graphic novel. Yeah. And so this is kind of makes it a lot better. I guess he killed him off in the uh, graphic novel the way that it was uh, an arrow through the eye, wasn't it? Yeah. That the the vet or the whatever the nurse she got yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. She ate yeah. it instead of him. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, sorry if you. Uh, didn't see Walking Dead yet. You're now caught up, so you don't have to watch it. <laughs> Spare yourself the emotional tr- trauma. Let's do some listener feedback. And we're going to start off with this guy named Doug. Number one fan, Doug. Can't give yourself a nickname, except we did. He's Ape Hands. <laughs> Ape Hands. We gave him the nickname. He yes. didn't give it to him. We gave him Ape Hands, yes. not Ape Hands. <laughs> like, ape Every time you say that, you're ape like hands? ape hands. I'm like, what is ape hands? It's a pain it's you use ape for cooking. Hands. Oh, oh. Because God. Doug, when he's in the studio, I realized one day he's got huge hands. He's in the studio next week, and it is kind of frightening. I will say that. Is. All right. So he says, "Clue, mm-hmm. your favorite movie, great movie, great movie, is great. becoming a stage play, and he wants to know your thoughts, especially because of the." Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Bomb, I guess. He wants to ask your thoughts about this stage My play. question is, is the stage play based off of the screenplay of the movie? Or, or are they writing a completely different thing based off of the game of Clue? They played the game once, and they just based it off that. Okay. They just decided it was going to be Mr. Mustard with the lead pipe. Colonel Mustard! <laughs> mean Mr. Mustard. I'm thinking of the Beatles song, sorry. <laughs> I'll never do that. So, but I'm like... Because, I mean, the movie that they wrote could actually work on, on a play mm-hmm. because they, you know, pretty much filmed the movie and You know what would be cool? Play. If before you go in, the audience can choose ending one through three <laughs> yeah, or four. That's, that's and whoever, picks, different whoever wins, they change. Whoever wins, that's how it ends. I like that. So you Every don't know how it's going to end. You'll see a different Trademark ending. that shit. Trade it. Trademark that shit. TM. TM. We got it. We got it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. That's a clever. Yeah, but did you guys hear about the the Rocky Horror Bomb? I guess everybody hated it. The live I thing on I Fox. Saw one on. person tweeted they liked it, and I'm trying to remember who that was. Oh, the one person that is Pam. Not... I think Pam, Pam. our yeah. listener Pam, said she liked it, and she's the only person I saw said she liked it. I think because that thing got a lot of hate. It did. Hate, I hate, haven't hate. seen it. I I do want to see it, so I'll look it up online or Hulu or yeah. wherever. But you're you remaking, these. or you're doing not remaking, but you know what I mean. R- you're Rocky doing this horror is an experience that yeah. you you that's you audience such... participation in a theater, and that's what makes it a lot of fun. And you're doing a, pa- a thing that people are passionate about. Yeah, not me, but I yeah, mean, when you, I, I've seen the stage play twice. Yeah, and it, yeah, well, the first time. It was just everybody sitting in their seats watching it mm. as it went on. The next time I saw it, like it was the same production, but it was like the Sunday matinee. Mm-hmm. And that's when a bunch of people came dressed up and kind of acted out with the actors. So it was interesting to see it both ways. I, I Like I said, you know, I think you're anytime you try to do something like that with a passionate fan base, you're not going to get a lot of love. Yeah. You're not going to get a lot of love. I was actually. Unless you do it Peter Jackson way. If they put. Rocky Horror into like a six hour trilogy. Trilogy. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know it's only two hours, but I think you can get twelve can, out of I this. What? Wait, what? What? 
<laughs> so no. Anyway, so clue. Stage about play. The, the Peter Jackson thing. Yeah. We were watching uh, Saturday Night Live, and Tom Hanks was the host. Yeah, and he did. Uh, they did the the debate, the presidential debate, and he was Chris Wallace. Tom Hanks was. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, we're here for the third debate, and just like a Peter Jackson film, you know, you don't want to see it, but you've gone through the other movie, so now you have to." <laughs> I thought of you guys immediately. No, awesome. You don't want to see it, but you have to. Same point is, I still have yet to. See I know. The third I thought of you with that. <laughs> And I'll t- we'll say a quick thing. Tom Hanks is awesome on Saturday Night Live. I heard he is, nothing but good things he about is the episode. We but... tape it every week. And you know what? Again, you're going to have good and bad episodes. But you know what? It's a, He is hilarious. Yeah, you know, he he's one of those funny guys that starts out with the comedic roles. Yeah. You know, sophomore comedian. And then they go through this, I want to be a serious actor thing for 20 mm. years. And then he gets to go back to his comedic roots and they kill it. Yeah. He's one of those guys. His monologue was... Uh, well, I was voted TV, or I was voted uh, America's dad. So he put a sweater on, and he's like, "Let's have a talk here, America." And he starts <laughs> talking to America like a kid. Like we've had, a, you, you're getting older. I get it. Um, you know, you are changing. Um, you know, let's talk about you know your your obsession with guns. Okay, okay. I'm sorry, sorry. You don't want to talk about that. Okay, you are a little bit gayer though than than you were in the past. <laughs> And then he starts going through this stuff and that. It was a pretty good episode. But anyways, back to Clue. I agree. Yes, go Clue. (laughs) Let's do a Clue play. I'm with it. All right. Thank you, Doug. (laughs) Thanks for for your question that brought up Rocky Horror and Tom Hanks and Peter Jackson. (laughs) We should have a bingo card. Every listener feedback, how many different tangents can we go on? Oh, my gosh. Now, next one is Kevin at Cincy Explorer. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Kevin. He says, uh, what's the most underrated movie of the 90s? This is a good one. I got one. What do you got? I've talked about it before on my early days of the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, 19, was I 95, I think it was? Smoke. Okay. Oh, you did talk about that. That was in your top five, I think, once. Yes, it was. And uh, ironically, I went to go do some more checking up on it because of this. You know, Kevin at uh, Cincy Explorer making me work. Uh, 93% Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. It's also on the list of 100 movies you must see before you die. Mm-hmm. Well, then is it really underrated? <laughs> it, well, yeah, it is because you guys don't know about it until I talked about it. But well, you, when you come up with great rated. movies in the 90s, not it, a lot of people come up no, with this. Maybe not underrated. Dude, I mean, with Wayne Wangs, for... it's got Harvey Keitel, it's got Mullen. I mean, is he naked? No. Well, okay. No, he doesn't. So it's not the piano. No. So it's not the piano. No. <laughs> Seriously, not a lot of people know this. It's a great, Sorry. It's a great film. Lots of great character writing, monologues. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I used to do the monologue from this movie, uh, the Harvey Keitel one, where he's talking about the story when he's a younger guy and he steals a camera from the blind lady. You know, that, I, and Sounds I like love the movie Ziggy so comic much. Strip, oh, no, actually, it's it's really good. Smoke. Okay. I think it's one of the most underrated movies of the 90s. Because so you think about Smoke, oh, sorry. not <laughs> Snoke. <laughs> Stars made a snow coop before it? Yeah. Why is everybody questioning who it is? It we was, just go back and watch Snoke. It was Harvey. <laughs> if, if Snoke comes out with a naked Harvey Keitel, I'm out. I'm out of the scene. All the sets are going to be okay. <laughs> it's just a dead star. It's going to be okay. Come on, Kylo. Say you're going to be okay. I would, sir, but uh, could you put some clothes on? <laughs> I wish I didn't kill my dad now. <laughs> Uh, Jeff, what's your? What's uh, yours? Uh, my pick is uh, Gattaca. 
Fuck you. I'm out. For some reason, Jason really? hates this movie. <laughs> Nothing happened! He, he threatened I, it. He is, threatened to give that, it as a present, as, as a bad present. Isn't that the one where they harvest people for organs? No, that was oh. soy and cream. No. <laughs> it's a that different was the movie. That was something. Island. Yeah. Oh, the island. Yeah. Sorry, that was ScarJo. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. No, the island was terrible. Gattaca. What the hell is Gattaca? It's got what's his name in it though. Ethan Hawke. Yeah. yeah Ethan in the Hawk. future, basically, uh, the haves and have-nots, and the haves, you know, they uh, have these great jobs, and that's the mission to Mars, isn't it, or something, something like, like that. that? Yeah. And basically, this guy that never had a chance, he switches places with the have, the rich guy in that, and because uh, the rich guy didn't want anything to do with society and that, so it's dumb. Anyways, so so it's a basically you hate it, Jeff, because no, it's I not, like it. Oh, Jeff you like, like it. it because it's a Bernie Sanders kind of socialist uh, <laughs> utopia. The, a guy uh, breaks out of the social socialism. Yeah, and, sure. There you go. <laughs> Very Metropolis like. And or actually, it's a it's a commentary about the evils of I'm capitalism. It's a good, Jason, like he's like, oh well, uh, fourth place in our uh, fantasy league is going to get a bad movie. How about Gattaca? Gattaca. I'm like, <laughs> I like Gattaca. I like if you want to give me Gattaca, go ahead. I give you Baps instead. Uh, you're not um, trying to win. You're trying to go for fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, the movie's only ten bucks at Walmart. Go get it. No, no yeah. Then the next year, thirty-five to get in the league. <laughs> the next year, he's giving out uh, human centipede. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. So now you're like, I gotta lose this week in the playoffs. I'm benching everybody. Human centipede three came out, and it's in a prison. Oh lord. Yes. Oh god. Uh, let's see. Uh, my underrated. Yours. I hope he did. I hope he did. This could have been a top five list. It could have been. Could have been five. <laughs> do you want to do a top five? No, next I'll just stick with the one. Oh well, I don't know. Small right, well, soldiers. Well, you hope. Yeah. It. Go ahead. Small soldiers. Yeah, uh, about that. the military little figures. Yeah. I just saw Bill that Hartman. one. Yeah. Bill I told, Hartman. I told Jason that would be on his list. So. Can't hardly wait. The teenage movie. I thought that was very funny. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. That was very good. It was hilarious. Movie. It's got Jennifer Jennifer Love Me Hewitt. And Ethan Embry, I mean. Woo! Yeah. Uh, Go. That was about five different uh, things that went on. Katie Holmes and a couple other people. I can't remember that Th- one. They all connect at the end. Really good. Uh, Ten Things I Hate About You is my other one. Love Ten Things I Heath, Hate About You. Oh, yeah. One? Heath that's Ledger. Yeah, that, that, that was a good one. I don't know. That's yeah, but they... yeah, is that underrated? Okay, though? I'll take that Because everybody knows I'm just, that I'm just asking. I don't know. I don't think... As far as I know, most people I know like the movies. So. Do the younger generation like it now? Is it known? I'm just asking. I don't know. I, I don't know. Oh. Uh, millennials, um, look at you couple spot. Uh, millennials, uh, let us know at Bad Ideas Podcast if uh, ten if you guys know what ten things uh, I hate about you. If you know what it is, or smoke, Snoke, Snoke. or or Gattaca. Here's your homework, millennials. Go watch three <laughs> movies and then tweet Jason. Don't watch Gattaca. Don't watch Gattaca. <sighs> See, underrated. See, yeah. <laughs> Just crap. Go ahead. So you're, you're talking about a 97% rating. I, I mean, it's like, that sounds pretty good to me. That's, you can see Harvey Keitel's penis. What more do you want? Not Harvey, Harvey Keitel's okay. penis. I'm the pianist. <laughs> Harvey Keitel is not naked in smoke. You know what? Your beard is really throwing me off in your hat. You kind of look like you should be in a truck stop right now. I'm kind of freaking out every time I'm I wake up. I'm a bat wrapped in barbed wire. <laughs> he does kind of look like you know, I didn't bring my leather jacket. <laughs> you made me miss the yeah. Indians. <laughs> I should have gone with Dr. Bednar. That's right. Anyways, moving on. Nickel. Uh, Nickel in Edmonton, Canada. Mm-hmm. He says, if you were Negan, 
Whose head would you have collapsed? <laughs> My answer? Sidney Crosby. Oh, Sidney Crosby. Sidney <laughs> Crosby. Uh, I, I wouldn't have drafted him for my team because there's much better younger talent out there. Connor McDavid. So uh, I feel like with Sidney Crosby, life is crushing his head. So I don't think you need yeah. to help it along. I don't know, also, it would be easy though, too. You know, it would be. It's well, like mush. Yeah. So how, how many concussions has the poor guy At had? At least four major. Really? Well, he, diagnosed. He may have to. Yeah, that's the ones that he admits to. Yeah. Um, you could probably crush his uh, skull in with one of those yellow wiffle ball bats right now. It probably <laughs> would be just the same. Probably. Well, I, uh, you know, concussions aren't funny, man. That's just, no, I've I'm had not. three major ones and they suck. Yeah. I wake up every day with neck pain. It sucks. Mm. Neck and headaches. Uh, well, you probably shouldn't, you know, sleep on your head that way. Well, I do sleep upside down. I'm a bat. Uh, so I read this question to be as in who in The Walking Dead's head would you crush? I think that's I, <laughs> Well, apparently Jeffrey's is. still bitter about something. Surprised he didn't say us. Yeah. <laughs> Don't turn your back. Well, on. we know he crushed our heads without a thought. We learned about that last week. Is that salami? Yeah, I'll crush his head. Come here. <laughs> Could you get some extras? Because I like sharing with Chris Christie over there, my buddy. My need, some, need some chili? I'll crush his head. <laughs> some Hell, chili? You got a piece of Pez? I'll do it there. That's fine. <laughs> Pez, twenty pounds. <laughs> 20 pence. Uh, whose head would I have collapsed? I don't know. I, I think they did it right. I, I, I would have stayed true to the script. I would have had at least done Glenn, of course. I would have done Glenn, and I probably would have done Rick just to sh- throw mm. everyone off. I'm serious. Like I think that would have been a nice little turn. Wasn't he complaining about not doing the show yeah, anymore? Yeah, kind of wanted out of it. I would have given, yeah, fine, you can leave. Yeah. And you make Michonne as the new leader. I like her. No, like her Carl will be the new leader. Carl, don't you inherit the leadership role in that? Uh, he's going to be a serial killer. It's fine. <laughs> that know, kid is nothing but know. a serial killer. It's, in the it's whoever the strange lady in the lake gives a sword to. Oh, with a snake tattoo. Yeah. Can we talk about her? Mm. <laughs> or the man in black. Oh yeah, you like dirty blondes? Yeah, I do like her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, hello, nudity. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty gratuitous. Yes, it was. I'm just standing here in the water. Standing here in the water. This kick-ass tattoo around my body. (sighs) Anyways, moving on. Uh, Moving on. Next, we have uh, regarding listener feedback of attractive people. Hobbit Hulk. It's Hobbit Dash Hulk. Mm -hmm. CF at Pink Oliphant. Otherwise known as Nikki. From New Zealand. There you go. She says, uh, listener feedback as requested. Because, you, you know, we noticed that we were gotten a lot of guys talking about this. You said, women's, come help us out. Or, you know. Attractive people 20 any, years older anybody than Anybody attractive, doesn't matter. Sex, mm-hmm. prefer, preference. She says, guys, who are 20 years older than her. Now she gives away her, her age. Mm-hmm. Now we know how old she is. Oh, uh, she said, Colin Firth. I think she meant 20 years or older is what she meant. Or older. Yes. Because Colin Firth and Sean Connery are no. not the same Colin age. Colin Firth. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can see Colin Firth. He's, he's British. British or Turner? Hey, British or sexy? Sean Connery's next on this oh, list. Good day, mate. Sean Connery's next. Yeah, Everybody knows those Scots are hot. Yeah, but he'll hit you. Yeah. <laughs> and then she throws in Stanley Tucci. I like Stanley Tucci. He's smart. I like that. You know, that. I, I'm kind of attracted to Stanley Tucci yeah, myself. he makes good roles. He does. Devil Rose Prada. Yeah. He's awesome. You okay. know, that dome he's got. Yeah. It's sexy. Not the only head you'll be rubbing. Yeah. Uh, anyways... <laughs> Uh, Colin Firth, oh, he's British, and everybody knows that people are, that are British are sexy. Yeah, they just got that British accent that does it. Good day, mate. Yeah, even God if even it. if they are, yeah, yeah, you're a brilliant 
Yeah. Hello, Wankos. Jolly good. Yes. Kunt. Oh, what did you just say? Hunt. He said hunt. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's go on a fox hunt. Oh, Let's go. Right. Let's go. Yes, okay. Oh, so next we've got Kevin. He's a wanker at 365 Flicks. Hello, governor. He said, uh, is Carson Daly still on television? If so, why? He's on The Voice, right, Jeff? Yeah, I think he's the host of The Voice. So, yes, he's still on television. Why is he still on television? Why? Because they need somebody who is relatively easy on the eyes to host. We're so available. why not Carson Daly? You, me, and uh, Negan over here are available. You know, it's great. What you can do is CGI nowadays. It is. <laughs> That's true. They should just CGI, CGI him out of there. If they make Anthony Hopkins look young on Westworld, they can make us look attractive. I feel like that's possible. You feel it's possible? Yeah. I feel like that. It I feel like I could get my singing out there if I could do it as a host. Yeah, I don't think they'd let you sing as a host. Let it go. Yep. Really, that's the song you choose. Oh, God, yeah, of course. <laughs> there you go. It makes me feel so free. I build ice castles. There you go. Uh, Cold but, doesn't bother me anyway. Yeah. Kevin's got a, a two-parter, and then he says, uh, oh, by the way, top five pump-up songs. Songs that kick ass bah, from last bah, week? Bah. Two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah, pump-up songs. Uh, let's see. How how square can I sound when I read these? <laughs> Number five, uh, Busta Rhymes with Touch It remix. <laughs> okay, first off, you're Kermit the Frog. Number <laughs> four, Luda Chris. Move, bitch, roll out. Time out. When did Kermit the Frog become a DJ? <laughs> yes. This is my square. Oh. Public enemy, harder than you think. Ooh. Number two, dilate peoples this way. I don't know that. That must uh, be a British thing because yeah. I don't know them. And uh, number one, Eminem, way, why I, way I am. Way I am. Way I am. Way I Sam am. I am? Is that I like the number one. Sam I am? Nice pick, Kev. <laughs> That's why we're buddies, Kev. That's why we're Kev. Chris... He's not a wanker. He's Anytime just a cheeky monkey. you want to leave monkey. Chris to come to Hobie, let us know. That's why we like you. Oh. What are you doing on the rotating bed there, Nick? Ooh, the next one is from Nick. Oh. Right. Yeah. Lay me down. If Jeff could go back in time and make out with anyone. Oh, anyone. Who would it be? Ooh, Mary Lincoln. You're so naughty. Mary Lincoln. Law. Here's my Lincoln log, Mary. Come on over. Get lost in my beard. <laughs> I shall set you free. Oh yeah, from that girdle. <laughs> so, so that's uh, your pick, Mary Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. Who the hell's Mary Lincoln? <laughs> Mary, I just had to roll with it. Are we talking Abraham about Abraham Lincoln's wife? Yeah. yeah. Mary Todd, oh. right? Yeah, Mary Todd Lincoln. Mary Todd. Yeah. Oh. Is there another tip? That's what I was trying to do the references. I was waiting for your Gettysburg address joke, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we choreograph this stuff out first. <laughs> Damn, here, personally, I was voting for Eve because I want all of humanity to spring from my loins. 
Oh, we're fucked. <laughs> so Jeff is too lazy to get out of bed, so uh, Eve won't find him. So it's just going to end at that. <laughs> and Jeff will be like, the snake will come up to Jeff, take a nap. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, I didn't even ask you. Oh, apple? Fuck that. No, you got salami? You got, <laughs> you got bacon? Kill snake and grill that <laughs> motherfucker up. <laughs> well, technically, God, I didn't have original sin. I didn't eat the apple. I ate the snake. Well, you got a point there, Jeffrey. Here's your massive beard. Good for you. <laughs> and instead of oak leaf, here's a palm frond. <laughs> Long and thin. (laughs) (laughs) And it welts in the sun. (laughs) Eve, you can learn something from this man. (laughs) Give me that rib back. (laughs) Rib? Someone say ribs? McRib. (laughs) (laughs) And thus, that's how we got the McRib. That's right. McDonald's. Uh, Next, uh, Pop Culture Podcast at TPC Cafe. Good day. Says, okay, guys. Have you ever played a game and part of the game you thought you hated became your favorite part? His example mm. is Fallout 4 Settlements. Okay. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. he may have forgotten about my rants about Fallout 4 Farmville. <laughs> or maybe he didn't forget and was calling you out. No, saying- he just wanted to tick me off again and get me on a Farmville rant. Far- Fallout Farmville. Did you raise corn yet? Oh, God. You know, that was so annoying. That was the most annoying part of Fallout. It was the damn settlement shit that went on all the time. But you know, the best part about Farmville was when you got to go kill all the invaders. I missed that Farmville version. Oh, you you didn't play that? No. I missed that. I might go back and play now. Yeah. Uh, I think, um, let's see. I feel like uh, in the uh, Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. I really got tired. I was kind of annoyed by some of the uh, go look for this bandit because, you know, it's just an easy thing. Yeah. I kind of liked it, though, towards the end. Like, I started getting into it. Like, okay, now I want to go, go fu- find this guy. I want to go kill him. Well, you, you mentioned that. I'm going back one mm-hmm. generation early on Red Dead Revolver mm-hmm. where they had the multiplayer stuff. Yes. It's like normally I like the games where you follow the, you, you the storyline and whatnot. But then they had the multiplayer where you just ran around shooting people, which normally I don't like. But for some reason, I was good at it in that game. You were. You were. I think it's because we only had six bullets. Yeah, that could be it. <laughs> that could be the reason. Well, he's out. I mean, like, yeah, Halo, I, like, step take three steps and I'm dead. Well, or... That's because you're throwing a grenade in a corner that you're standing in. I don't in. even find a grenade. How can I throw <laughs> one? Oh, I'm... it's a sticky grenade. I guess I should move. That require moving. I don't like moving. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> We don't need a siliquy every time there, Jeff. <laughs> just move. <laughs> I'm like, okay, and I'm going to... Bam, my head's dead. Oh, yeah, you just blew me up. Okay, well, then I respawn. And, oh, oh, now I'm dead again. <laughs> oh, you respawn. I just fell off. I just died. I fell off. In the meantime, some 10-year-old's joking about you and your mother every time he kills you. <laughs> Dirty little bastards. Uh, that's why you always tell them they're adopted. That's right. Uh, let's see. And then uh, finally, from Professor Number One at Doctor Number One, mm-hmm. is it Iron Fist or Iron Fist? I have a speech impediment. Like, like, is it a pans or a pans? <laughs> I have no defense. Is it wash or wash? <laughs> wash. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. I don't see why you're messing it up. Uh, thank you very much. Either way. Iron Man or Iron Man? This is why you can't. This is why you can't come on the show, Doctor Number One. You have to sit outside, <laughs> Professor Number One.
It's time for another installment of the news of the geek. Okay. Uh, special news of the geek this week. Talked about earlier. Ken Johnson from Dead Men Inc. Uh, he has a new Kickstarter comic book, Corpse Corp, uh, which we will put up on our Facebook page at the History of Bad Ideas. Uh, so you can check that out. And he's the one that uh, wrote The Man Who Watched Batman. Uh, he has two volumes out of that on Amazon. And uh, he is friends with Snake Oil and Travis McIntyre, which we love Travis. He is friends with Dev. Not everyone can be a winner. Uh, but you know what? We do love Dev. So, uh, but yeah, this is on uh, a little interview with Ken. And enjoy. With us by Skype is uh, comic book overlord, uh, director of Dead Man Inc., and uh, Dead Men Inc., I should say, right? Yes. Okay, Ken Johnson. And Ken, welcome to the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Well, we're happy to have you here. We figured after you were slumming it on snake oil, you kind of want to see how a real podcast <laughs> oh, does it. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I knew I was in for disaster the second I started, like, trying to play Sweden between you guys. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's great to have you on because we've been uh we've been going back and forth trying to get you on by about three or four times. Oh, yeah, absolutely! It's uh, I have a hard job to get time off for, so it can be difficult to get on podcasts. So I've been like during a Kickstarter month. I mean, I swear, like my boss is getting an email from from me like every other day, being like, "All right, if I can switch these two shifts and then move that to there," <laughs> and like drives him crazy. Yeah, and you're on because uh, we'll get to your Kickstarter here in a second. Uh, we'll tease it. Uh, and I know I'm going to fuck it up because I fucked it up a couple episodes ago. <laughs> it's uh, Corpse Core, correct? Yes, uh, Corpse Core, Corpse Corp, either pronunciation's fine. Look at that. I have a speech impediment, I still got it. Yeah, yeah. your speech impediment. <laughs> it's a fancy play on words, Corpse Core. It could be Corpse Corpse. It could be. Could but be. it's not. <laughs> no, it's Core as in Marine Corps. But your Kickstarter, uh, it goes through Halloween, correct? Yes, we actually, we go through Halloween and we end on November 7th. Okay. okay. So we got Halloween and a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of um, uh, leeway time there. Great. Uh, okay. Towards the end. But, per, you know, obviously we, you know, the horror podcast, I always I mean the horror Kickstarters always try to put them around the Halloween season because they seem to buzz a little bit better around then. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, as you've already seen, we're really good at teasing things about the Kickstarter, but now we've talked about it for a couple minutes. Why don't you just tell us what the Kickstarter is about? Okay, so the Kickstarter is for my uh, my main comic project I've been working on for a ways now uh, called Corpse Corp or Corpse Corporation, which is a high-concept homage to the slasher movies of the 80s and 90s. And what it tries to do is kind of do a little bit of what the 90s did with series like Scream or eventually we, they did with things like Cabin in the Woods, where it's this idea of something that can make fun of horror movies, can, you know, pay homage to horror movies, but it's still, at its core, a horror movie. So, what we did is we kind of took a little bit of Cabin in the Woods, and we took the idea of having a planned reason why, you know, this horror movie stuff happens, being a, you know, a company behind it, but in our version, the idea is that this uh, Corpse Corporation company is actually not only sending out their own killers to kill all of these stupid teenagers, but they're filming the entire thing on hidden cameras, editing the footage back together, and then selling it out back to other stupid teenagers. And then the endless cycle continues. 
So they're making a reality show of killing teenagers. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. It's like when you go into theaters and watch like, oh, it's Friday the 13th part three. It's like, it's actually like this recorded footage of other teenagers in the woods who, you know, all got killed and, you know, the audience never knows the difference. Okay. So the audience doesn't know that it's real. No, by no means. No, okay. it's, it's all completely under underground. Okay. And you, you mentioned Cabin in the Woods, which is one of my favorite horror movies of the last 10 years. Uh, I love that. Well, I guess it's been 15 now, isn't it? Yeah, give or take. Right. To, yeah. I love that idea. So do you have a lot of different uh, horror uh, movie monsters in it? Um, or is it one, is it like a slasher, or like a Jason Voorhees type guy? Kind of. But basically what we wanted to do with it is the, the thing is split into four issues. And the first issue it follows the actual Corpse Corporation company, mm-hmm. where we get to meet the new guy um, who our story follows, which is this uh, this younger guy in the company named Jack, who, um, seeing as, you know, the Corpse Corporation company is falling more towards this sort of more, like, clean-cut paranormal activity Blair Witch kind of thing, wants to bring everything back to, like, their old bloody 80s roots. Mm-hmm. And so what he does is they assign him this assignment to do the traditional, uh, you know, uh, you know, camp counselors out in the woods kind of bit. But what he wants to do, which we had some fun with, is wanting to do something that would uh, drift a little bit farther away from the traditional, like, giant hulking, like, slow-walking, silent Jason monster kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And see if we could do something that was just radically different, but it still could be really scary. So what we came up with was this idea of a villain called the Swing Time Slasher who is kind of like this amalgamation of, like, Beetlejuice and the mask. (laughs) And so instead, he's like this six-foot-tall, lanky guy wearing an orange-black pinstripe zoot suit and an eight-ball cane and, like, this weird, like, white, almost screamish kind of mask that changes with his emotions. And instead of, like, slowly sneaking up on people, he, like, announces all of his entrances with, like, Lots of flair and tries to do, like, all of his kills in the most, like, theatrical, over-the-top way. You know, just, in a way, like, almost the complete antithesis of what you expect out of, like, your traditional, like, Jason-style character. But that's what we have so much fun with it about, is because he, in the same way that, like, Freddy can call out cliches and stuff like that in, like, the later, more self-aware Elm Street movies, we kind of get a little bit of that feel to it, where uh, the swing-time slasher you know, calls out and uses a lot of, like, these major uh, horror movie cliches to his advantage, and that becomes, you know, such a hilarious way to change up the traditional uh, slasher formula, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, the idea of changing up that formula um, in general in order to throw off the audience is, like, at the core of the project. So that's what we really liked about having that character be the focus. So it's kind of like Jim Carrey if he was a serial killer. Absolutely, which was which interesting. Interesting about that is that originally, before Carrie was involved, um, when the studio picked up the mask as a movie, they wanted it to be a horror franchise. Really? Yeah, they wanted it basically to be their Freddy Krueger is the movie they compared it to. Um, and while the comic is darker than the movie we ended up with, it was still not anything you'd probably consider in the horror genre per se. Um, but the problem was is it went through like script after script after script. And it never worked. The director quit. And then after the movie was about to tank, they brought the director back on and told him he could do it his way. And that's how we ended up with the Jim Carrey comedy. 
But then the sequel was a scary movie because Jamie Kennedy was in it, right? Well, well, yes, but we don't talk about Son of the Mask. <laughs> the sequel is one of the worst movies ever, according the, to some recent poll I saw. Uh, there, there is only one sequel I can think of that is actually worse than Son of the Mask. Batman and Robin. Uh, worse than that, by a <laughs> long shot. Not well, many people even remember this movie exists. Uh, the never-ending story three, Escape from Fantasia. They made a third one? They made a third one, and Jack Black is in it. Oh. Well, that's got to be good. No, stop it. No, no. He's up there it's with Kevin like, James. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that movie, because, like, the the name of the villain in the movie is a gang of bullies called The Nasty. <laughs> led by, you know, Jack Black looking, even at that age, too old to be in high school. <laughs> Was this a theatrical film? Or oh, it was, and it made, like, no money. Now I'm intrigued. Like, none <laughs> whatsoever. The only reason I think it got made is because they recasted Bastion with the kid who played the main guy in Free Willy. Oh, God. I think that's the only reason they got the money to make it. I wonder if it came out in the 90s, because later on, uh, we have a topic that uh, we're all going to, that we were talking about, uh, most underrated films of the 90s, and I think I might put that in there now. <laughs> it's... It's a dumpster fire, but it is like one of the most fun dumpster fires you'll ever watch. Well, I feel like when they said with the mask too, you know what? Jim Carrey has a personality and is funny. Who can we get that's just the opposite of that and that people hate? Let's do J Jamie Kennedy. Right. Like there's nothing sadder than listening to the director's commentary on the mask and listening to him talk about the fact that there's going to be a sequel, but not knowing yet he's about to get fired. <laughs> Like, I'm like, oh, man, poor guy. Like, <laughs> well, at least Jamie Kennedy was good in Scream. Fair enough. <laughs> Not Scream 3. Oh. <laughs> you were going to say he was good in, uh, was that one? Malibu's Most Wanted. Malibu's yeah. Most Wanted. Yeah, he's yeah. good in that. Yeah. We're trying to help Ken sell books. Let's not talk about Jimmy oh, Kennedy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's get back to his Kickstarter. So if I want to go and give you money for your Kickstarter, like, what are some of the great things that you got lined up for people that are going to give you money? Well, um, what, some of the earlier ones we have, in, have on board is that we have, um, we have a couple of um, some of the simpler rewards, you know, getting your copies of the comic and that kind of thing. But also one of the things we did at the higher levels was um, in the first version of the comic, we included a get yourself killed in the comic reward, um, which uh, there's a particular panel in it where uh, because uh, Jack, our main character, has attention deficit disorder, he zones out during a particular sequence and starts imagining all these different horror kills, and then and they're all like homages to like different uh, Friday the 13th movies and so on and so forth. Yeah. And so we've got people from the first campaign who are like in that. So the oh, second it's, one... So, so it's awesome. So you, your likeness will be in an actual comic book getting uh, off by your main character. Yeah, so what we're doing for the second book, because we, you know, we only have so many people we can kill... <laughs> is we um, we're releasing a special variant cup excuse me we're releasing a special variant cover um, for everything over fifty dollars where um, every single person that contributes or anyone from the first campaign who contributes to the second one um, will get involved in this giant like macabre you know like bloody uh, massacre version of the cover that we're going to do where you know like the swing time slash will be standing on top of everybody and like this giant pile of like just, you know, disarrayed <laughs> corpses everywhere. So a pile of bodies of your, uh, uh, your, your, your funders. 
Absolutely. Yeah, so it would be very like a very sick take off of the uh, Beatles Sgt. Pepper's uh, album. <laughs> where it could be all the right. funded people, leather images on the cover. Yeah, well, we realized from our first campaign that a lot of the interactive rewards sold really well. So I wanted to get a lot of that stuff to be um, to be more involved and, and that kind of thing. And um, one of the things that we might uh, be adding to the campaign later on towards the, uh, the last two weeks or so is around the mid-tier level, I might be adding uh, a different form of, uh, you know, involvement in the comic either. Um, you know, like there'll be a list somewhere in the movie of like the different horror movies that they've created before. So we might give people like the opportunity to, you know, like come up with a horror movie name of their own to, you know, kind of be, you know, lingering around the company or, you know, stuff that's in production or that kind of thing. Um, so there, you know, so keep a lookout for, for that kind of stuff in there where you'll have the opportunity to, um, you know, kind of put a little bit of your imprint uh, into the comic itself. Um, but on top of that, um, for those who are interested in also getting involved in my other work, the, uh, man to watch Batman series, there's a lot of rewards that will, uh, allow you to get copies of that stuff along with your corpse corpse stuff. And I want to talk to you about that in a second to the Batman. Um, so if I, if I fund it, can I be Dr. Giggles? I really love that horror movie from the eighties. <laughs> Larry Drake. I don't necessarily see why not. <laughs> I had a friend of mine I was talking to the other night who said he was going to donate the 75 level to get involved in the uh, the alternate cover. Mm-hmm. And But he said that specifically, like, I only have one request. I want to make sure that I'm actually not only dead, but drawn and quartered on the front cover. Ooh. <laughs> and I said, I, I don't see any particular reason why not, so go ahead. Could you so hold me on four different parts of the cover then? Right, there's a piece of him over there, yeah. piece over there, piece there's over there. There's an arm. I want to be, be keyholed. <laughs> Can I do that? Is that what it's called? Keyholing? Yeah, the under the ship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that'd be a little difficult to fit on a pile of dead people if you had a giant ship. Yeah, Are there's one, some of the fun we have too is that like with some of the cameos, I know that we're the other way we're doing them, the, there's some of them that were to get in the comic, and there's some of them to just be. Um, to have your likeness in general, because there's um, there's a joke they make in the first issue around the company that the whole thing kind of works in kind of like a high school lunchroom kind of um, economy. So like the nerd table is like the old school slasher guys. <laughs> and so like there's a scene of a lot of them and they're literally like sitting around like nerds, but they're all doing like like old school horror things like. So I can't remember which of the snake oil guys I think is actually playing this guy. But there's one of them who's literally sitting there like a dude trying to solve a Rubik's Cube. But it's actually like the Hell Cube from Hellraiser. <laughs> I could see that being Travis. <laughs> there's, um, there's another one where it's like a, there's a guy like Skyping on his iPad or whatever. But it's a guy in a, guy in a saw mask. That's Dev. I could see that, Tiff. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask if there are there any uh, Easter eggs of any uh, big naked uh, Devon fathers in your, hidden in your panels. Not that I know of, but I've. My, have you ever uh, driven unfortunately uh, big Dev? About. Have you ever you know drew uh, big, big Dev. Dev naked? <laughs> no, because <laughs> apparently that's a thing with him. He makes a lot of artists uh, draw naked pictures of him and, and <laughs> weird things. I've seen one of them, like some weird, like Star Wars variant he wanted, and I'm like, eh, oh. no thanks. <laughs> well, it's actually on his business card. We got one. <laughs> oh, jeez. You know, if that doesn't want to make somebody do an interview with him, I don't know what will. <laughs> 
Because are you in the you're in the Michigan area, right? Yeah. Okay. Sure. The Michigan area. Actually. <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's kind of a big area. The area of the entire state, yeah. Yeah, You're up there by that Canada area, right? Right, right. Uh, Over the Earth District. (laughs) So, are you, uh, growing up, were you big into comic books? Um, uh, mostly I got into it through my dad. My dad had a giant comic book collection growing up. Um, and although I didn't get around to reading much of it until later, um... It was always kind of around in what we watched anyway, because, I mean, growing up in the in, in the 90s, it's about the time where, especially for cartoons, where rerun culture became like a big thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was a lot of what I was growing up on was actually syndicated 80s stuff. But as a kid, you don't know any difference. So, like, I'd wait next So it'd be so hilarious looking back and I'd be like, oh, wait, I can't wait till next week to watch the new Thundercats episode. <laughs> <laughs> It's like even when we uh, even when uh, anime came to the United States, we were like, "All right, it's this new show called Dragon Ball Z, and it's technically like twenty years old at this point." But none of us the difference, you know. Jeff used to work at the movie theater, and we would preview movies. And what was it? Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. Or Yu Gi Oh. Yu Gi Oh. It was Yu Gi Oh. And we thought, "Oh, it's new to the states, you know, new theatrical film." And then we get to the end credits, and it was made like what eight years ago. Yeah, something like that for sure. Yeah, because it was not in canon, so they could just air it whenever. Yeah, and they just never thought that it'd be big enough. And because it used to be, there wasn't many of them that made it to theaters. I mean, Pokemon at least got three fully into theaters, and like the fourth one was like selective. Mm-hmm. But like, I think Yu Gi Oh was one of the only other ones that even tried theatrical release. Oh, and they I think shouldn't it's have because it was another card game one. So like, it was easy for them to be like, hey, like exclusive card you get if you go to the theaters. You know, because that was like the big thing with Pokemon is, you know, you got a special card if you saw it in theaters, but... Yu-Gi-Oh, the go-bots of Pokemon. Yeah. That's a Pokemon. Oh. So, went to preview that Yu-Gi-Oh movie. I'm like, I've seen Pokemon. It can't be any worse than Pokemon. <laughs> oh, it was so much worse. <laughs> you never into Pokemon? No, I was never into Pokemon. No. I'm okay. too old for that. Ken, were you into Pokemon? Oh, I was quite a bit. Um, we... I, re- I still remember back then, like, this is back... When, like, Pokemon was, like, so huge, they had to start, like, banning it from schools. Because, mm-hmm. like, we're just, like... Like, there was a point where, like, kids were literally... In, even in middle school, there were kids gambling with Pokemon cards <laughs> to the extent that they had to intervene. Like, even the memorabilia got so bad, they were just... But I had one day, my principals walked out. I was like, all right, no Pokemon anything. If it's not a t-shirt, it's banned. <laughs> yeah, but, but really, what, what threat is that to education? It's it's actually educational. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. Ser- I mean, seriously, what threat is it to actually disrupting school? I mean, were you doing this in the middle of class? Some people were. I wasn't, but some. <laughs> well, people... That's a disciplinary issue. Other than that, play, have fun. They're they're on the back alleys doing dice with Pokemon cards as a uh, collateral. <laughs> and, you know, when I was in sixth grade, we played D and D during lunch. And look how it turned Fair out enough, for yeah. you. Yeah, I, you know, learn... that was controversial. Ooh. Who's the devils in witchcraft? And... Uh. And I'm just a little bit younger than you, uh, Ken. So I actually didn't have Pokemon growing up. We had Pogs, which is always oh, a horrible God, thing. Pogs. <laughs> and then we had Can, Hacky Sack. I still don't right. understand how Pogs are played. I don't think anybody knows how Pogs are played. <laughs> like the only reason I really even know how they are is because uh, Jim Sterling uh, from YouTube is like last year. Like his big thing was like getting back into Pogs. 
and he like collected like a ton of them and kept showing them all over the place. And now this year it's Boglins. It's like the big thing that he's like collecting all of. And now Boglins are making a comeback at like your Comic Con and whatever. Are. What are Boglins? Boglins are like yeah, what is this uh, strange Michigan like little... thing you're speaking of? <laughs> it's uh, they were like these little like almost like mud monster creatures. Like they they work like little like rubber puppets. Okay. Like kind of in like the garbage pail kids kind of aesthetic, but you know, they were more just like little, you know, greepy ghoulies that you could like put your hand in and just, you know, oh. make puppets out of them or whatever. Wow. But like I said, I never heard of him until he brought him up and now he's going crazy about him. So right. Jeff's so, now looking them up. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a personal problem. Okay. Blake, do you want to do your famous guest word, word association? Do you have enough words written down for Ken? No, actually, Ken, I have to apologize. I didn't write any words down for you because I wanted to hear you spew just your wisdom of being a comic book creator. I've seen Boglins before. <laughs> I didn't remember that's what they were called, but... Right. <laughs> oh, God, those are awful. Uh, all right, but all right, Ken, but let's uh, let's get seriously. Okay, so... You got into comic books because your dad had a comic book collection, right? Yeah. Where was his Playboy collection that you got into? <laughs> In um, the woods. Out of, out of my reach, apparently. Oh, I apparently. Okay. found it. Like, well, shame on your dad for not giving you the opportunity to break into the Playboy. Like That's that, why uh, you're into comics. He's going to call his dad up when the interview's over. <laughs> why did you hide yeah, your Playboys? Why did you hide your Playboys? It's right like this scene from American Pie 1. It's like, no, I see some. This is the, uh, <laughs> that would be the nipple area. <laughs> Actually, it's a great deflection <laughs> tactic because he's got a, probably a really sick pornographic collection somewhere. <laughs> he's like, I'll just put this comic book thing out there and he'll get into that. And I'll keep the really sick shit to myself. Well, he is in Michigan. They have a lot of wood, wooded areas. Trust me, lots of playable in the wooded areas. That's <laughs> right. Everybody. We, we, we've had discussions about this in the past yes. where we're like, at the age where if you were in the woods and you came across, you know, playboys in the woods, there's a reason for that, you know. <laughs> right. Now, no, no but, but, but on a more serious note, Ken, all right, so your, your dad had a comic book collection. That's how you got into it and et cetera. At what point in time growing up when you actually sat there and thought, you know, everybody's like, yeah, I'd like to do this. But when was the moment where you had your uh, your moment of spark of creativity that instead of just thinking about doing it, you actually realized that you could do it? And how did you get started on that? I think the main thing that contributed to it was that, I um, mean, because I was in film school before this, uh, before this happened. And I got into film school because I just knew I wanted to do something creative, but didn't know what. Um, and I, I kind of bumped into it you know, on happenstance. And I went through the whole thing. I did more films by myself, like on my own free time than anybody else in my class. Cause I just want to learn by just making as many movies as possible. Um, but even when I was done, I realized that despite how much I learned about storytelling and learned about all these different things to, to make stories in general, I wasn't for sure if I wanted to do movies mainly because of how expensive they were and how much I hated producing work. I was so horrible at anything involving like the money and the planning and, all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. I, I couldn't stand it. But I like to write and I like to, you know, lead stories in a direction. So at that, so after, ways after that, recently after I had lost a job, um, I came up with the idea of doing the, the Man Who Watched Batman series. Originally, it was just going to be a vlog, like a, a blog series I had online. 
um, where this is an own personal goal to feel like I could accomplish a creative thing. I was going to watch all the way through the entirety of the 90s Batman, the animated series from beginning to end and like just write down my detailed thoughts about it all the way through and like put whatever kind of, you know, film school mumbo jumbo in there that, you know, showing like using it as an example of like what I learned and that kind of thing. Um, and what had happened is it got about eight episodes in and I started realizing how long these things were getting. <laughs> um, and I started realizing that like, okay, so I've got, you know, about 28 episodes of this in a series season and each of them takes like eight to 12 pages to finish. And I like started doing the math and all that. And I'm like, I'm going to have like a book amount of stuff when I'm done with this. So it became an idea of actually getting around to making it as a book. So I started looking into self-publishing, doing that whole thing. And several months later, made the book, finished it, released it, did all right. But I still was like kind of, you know, occasionally go around conventions and do whatever. So what it, how I got into comics, I, on a last minute whim for another project. So like, and it still to this day weirds me out, like how I almost missed going to this one con that like changed everything. Um, is I started walking around the convention, and just in case anyone wanted to like kind of know what I what I did, I had my con bag, and I had two copies, three copies of my book, uh, in my bag with me, just carrying around in case anyone wanted to look at it. And I bumped into Travis before I knew who he was. Travis, who? McIntyre uh, from Snake Oil Comics and yes. okay. Source. Uh, Travis from Snake Oil yes, Comics and Source. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I bumped into him before I knew, but I didn't know anything about him. I didn't even know he was running a table. Just, you know, kind of told me very briefly, like, oh, you know, it was probably a guy who knew comics. So I showed it to him, and it was one of the last couple I had left. And he asked him how much they were. I'm like, well, you know, I'm just kind of getting rid of these last couple. I'll probably get rid of them for like five bucks. And he goes, okay, I'll take one. And so he buys one. And so I ask him, so are you tabling at this con? It's like, yeah, I'm tabling. He's like, which one is your, your table? And he points over to the Michigan Comics Collective area, and there's this row of, like, eight tables down the way. He's like, oh, yeah, these are, like, all mine, essentially. <laughs> we, saw, just, we saw him at the Comic Expo a couple weeks ago, and, yeah, his his area is massive. So so I was, like, blown away at the idea that, like, you know, this you know guy who runs, like, this comics collective who, like, really knows all his shit was, you know, interested in what I was writing. And then he, from there, gave his copy to um, one of the other major source point guys. Um, and he started looking through it. And Travis asked me for another book because the other guy wanted to buy the copy that he gave him. <laughs> so I had to get Travis another book, sign both of them. And, you know, so they were all set. And I had one left on me. And, and later so on, he... When, when you say source point, you meant source, source point press, right? Yes. Okay. And so I had one left. And as I was kind of going around thinking about how I was going to do things, um, he suggested on a whim that I introduce myself to Dirk Manning. Um, and so I talked to him for a little bit. I bought his right or wrong book um, towards the end. And then, you know, so we started talking. We've become like really good friends since. And but on a whim at the last minute, I am like, you know what? I still have one extra book left. If you would like it, you can have it. You know, I'm still new at this whole write, you know, like pro writing thing, you know. So if you get around to reading it as busy as you are, you know, by all means, you know. And he said, sure. He said he'd take a look at it. And sure enough, about a month later, I end up at another Comic Con for a gig 
and were basically table mates without realizing it. Like, mm. he was just sitting right there. I don't even – no, I sort of introduced myself, but I didn't mention anything about the book because I figured if, if he doesn't like it, he won't want to talk about it. And, you know, and I'll just be, you know, then everything will just be fine. But mm -hmm. if he does like it, he'll probably make the effort to walk over here, you know, and tell me he enjoyed it. And what surprised me is that he did. And he walked over and said he really liked it. And then eventually later at the con agreed to like write the foreword for the book, which is quoted on the front. And Travis told me he really liked it and was really interested to see where it would go from there. And the moment I realized I could make it in comics was the moment I sat down at my table and I thought to myself, neither of these guys have any motivation to lie to me. Yeah. Like, neither of these guys know me, like, at this point, really know me personally, you know, would have any investment in not wanting to hurt my feelings or, you know, like anything like that if my stuff was just shit. So if these guys were telling me that my stuff is good and that I should make more of it, I probably should listen to them because apparently <laughs> they know what they're doing. And Travis is one of the nicest guys uh, with com the comic book industry. He will help anybody if he likes you with your creativity or anything. Because I, he loves the the um, just the art and the writing of comics and that genre so much that he'll help anybody with it. If he likes you and you, you know you're you have talent in that, he will help you do it. And I've I've never you know he's one of the nicest guys I've met in the comic industry. Oh, absolutely. He's been very supportive of me the whole way through, and he's always given me advice on, like, where to go with different projects, or, you know, he's always been the, the most interested person. Like, um, lately he's been talking to me about uh, potentially starting looking for uh, publishers in general for, like, the like the ongoingness of the, mm -hmm. you know, the Man Who Watched series, because, I mean, there's... I still, like... Even after finishing the fourth book, which is also going to cover like all the bonus stuff. I didn't even get to yet. Mm -hmm. um, I still have to go through Batman beyond and justice league and static shock and so many other shows. Are you going to do Superman? Um, I am going to do Superman, the animated series. I still am figuring out how um, exactly I might, I want to watch enough of the show to really feel like if I can get the absolute most content out of all three seasons, mm -hmm. or if I'm going to kind of do like a best of book where I take, you know, really good chosen episodes out of the three season run and do a book that way. Now I got a couple questions before I let you go here on this about Batman. Cause I'm a huge Batman animated series fan. Love it. Absolutely. Well, uh, I think anybody grew up in the late eighties, nineties and loves comics, loves it. What's your favorite episode? Which one? Uh, my favorite episode has always been the man who killed Batman. Okay. Um, the reason I've always liked this one, um, not only that, and the reason I named the book after it essentially mm -hmm was this idea of them coming up with a fun way to change the format mm -hmm. where it followed this idea where everyone assumes that Batman is dead. So it becomes more of almost like an Elseworlds kind of episode. Mm -hmm. And the, the way they play off the idea of Sid the Squid and pull like twist after twist out of the idea um, was really cool. I kind of wish they would have done it as a two-parter so we could see other villains' perspectives of like, what happens to Gotham if Batman's dead, but mm -hmm. also like not only was Sid so amazing in it, but Mark Hamill's performance in that episode is probably the best he did in the entire series. Like how invested he is and in, like seeing the stages 
of him actually realizing that Batman's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually leading to that amazing, you know, uh, funeral speech and, you know, like them lowering the body into the casket while Harley, where Harley Quinn plays Amazing Grace on the kazoo. And like all of that, it just creates like this incredibly dark but hilarious episode. And the way it's assembled is so amazing. I always refer to it as like the Casablanca of Batman episodes because the editing in that episode is so good that there's not a single 10 seconds you could take out of that entire episode and have it still feel the same. Mm -hmm. Because it's just so jam-packed with content. Uh, My uh, Probably one of my favorite episodes. Uh, That one, the one you just mentioned is awesome. I do love that one. Um, My other one is... Uh, when Bruce Wayne, he's in kind of an Elseworld, and his Mad Hatter has his uh, device on him, and he, his parents didn't die. He's, you know, he's in the clock tower at the end, basically having a nervous breakdown. Yeah, perchance to dream. Yes. Which that was, I'll tell you right now, like, if, if you've read volume, is that, I think it's in the beginning of volume three, actually. It's, it's a later episode. I'm trying to think which one that is, what season that was in. I think it's, it's the beginning of a season. So I think it's actually season three, episode two. Okay. If I remember correctly, either that or it's season two, episode two, but it is the longest episode I've ever written. Really? Because not only from the, because I had to do it complete with spoilers. Cause the idea was like, if Batman's in the dream the whole time, but I have to spend the entire way through analyzing every single element that is different about Batman's, you know, false reality Mm -hmm. world to the real world and why, if it's controlled by what he wants in the world, all the things that are different about it. Um, And there's a lot of really interesting things that go into that. On top of that, like how the ending kind of mirrors Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo Mm -hmm. was kind of interesting. But the one thing that fascinated me is if you're really paying attention with very few exceptions that are, well explained in Batman's dream reality, um, all throughout that the Mad Hatter creates for him. It is the only instance of a Gotham city where there are no guns. I didn't even realize that. The only guns in the entire episode are a flare gun that is referred to a hunting rifle that sits locked behind a desk. And one of the cops only once holds a shotgun, but only ever uses it in the context of breaking through a, uh, break through a wooden plank. Oh, okay. But even if you look at all the cops, like all their holsters are empty, mm-hmm. and and never any other point in the episode is that ever, uh, you know, our guns ever referred to hmm. uh, throughout the entirety of it, which I found was just so fascinating. In the idea of like that episode establishing the, um, it's referred to as the looking glass theory, which is like they say in the episode is this idea that. Batman had a boring life of his parents giving him everything, so he created an alternate reality where the mm-hmm. world revolves around him. Uh, now, your book, um, your books, they, uh, where can they find them at? The uh, Currently, the Man Who Watched Batman series, they're both for sale on Amazon.com. Okay. And keep a lookout in December, hopefully, for the Man Who Watched Batman Volume 3, okay. uh, which will cover everything up until Episode 85. Um, and then after that, we'll be releasing the volumes one through three, uh, first edition of the Omnibus of all three of them put together. Okay. Um, it'll also include the, uh, the Mask of the Phantasm will be included in there as well. And then we're basically what we're going to do, we're going to have that as kind of like a temporary Omnibus until volume four is done. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then when volume four is done, we are going to have like the 
don't know what we're going to call it, you know, like the Dark Knight collection or whatever. And that is going to include all three of the movies. Um, the Lost episode, which is the cutscenes from the the uh, Sega CD game. <laughs> um, some brief coverage on some of the tie-in stuff. The, you know, Superman, Batman crossover episode. Mm-hmm. You know, like all that stuff is going to be in there. Okay. And then um, your Kickstarter. Uh, again, uh, give a good plug for that. Absolutely. If you would like to be involved in the Corpse Corp Kickstarter, um, as of tonight, we are going to be actually adding some further rewards that will allow you to get more involved in having your little bitty imprint in the comic. Um, If you'd like to look that up, look it up at tinyurl.com slash corpsecorp, C-O-R-P-S-E-C-O-R-P. Okay. Um, Check it out there, and there will be all sorts of... Uh, fun stuff for you to look at with the project, including hopefully soon we'll have some more previews of Volume 1, um, you mean, know, of Issue 1 before its release. Um, if you want to check that stuff out there. Um, also, if you want to check out any of my other stuff, um, other sites, um, it's all just slash Dead Men Inc. Um, so you can check me out on YouTube, Twitch, uh, uh, SoundCloud. Eventually, we're going to be starting up some more stuff there. Um, and Facebook, obviously. So um, you can check out all of that stuff there. The campaign has about $350 left to go to meet our goal. And we end on uh, noon on November 7th. And uh, we'll put it up on the History of Bad Ideas Facebook page too. And uh, we'll tweet it out as well this week. Um, Absolutely. Your Kickstarter and your uh, the books on Amazon too. Uh, you're not on Tumblr though, are you? <laughs> I have one, but it's dead as a doornail. I've never figured out what to do with it. So's ours. <laughs> Because everyone's like, oh, I just started up a towel. And like, run. Run now. <laughs> we uh, we have our podcast episode go up on Tumblr. I don't know how to get to our Tumblr site, though. So. <laughs> you know, you should add a new uh, tier to your Kickstarter. It's called Don't Let Me Go Back on Hobie Again. Hey. And uh, collect enough money so you don't have to come back on our podcast. <laughs> Say, please, for the love of God, donate. Except the kicker is in small print to say we only accept IOUs. Just we only accept IOUs. Uh, I still say we're better than snake oil. I'm just saying that. And Ken said that off air earlier too. I, so. Hey, I I said I am fucking sweeted on this one. I, I, <laughs> I said that up front. <laughs> well, Ken, I appreciate it, man. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, anytime you got projects, let us know, man. We'll love to have you back. Absolutely, I really appreciate you guys looking out for me. Thanks, man. Hello, Hobie listeners. We join next September 22nd through the 24th, 2017. Jason, that's a year away. Well, sure it is. But you know what? It's never too early to plan for the Cincinnati Comic Expo. Last year, we had Stan Lee. We had John Barrowman and even Teddy Sears. Zip. He was fast. That's September 22nd through the 24th at the Duke Energy Convention Center in Cincinnati, Ohio. Check the Cincinnati Comic Expo Facebook page out for all the news, or you can listen to Hobie and we'll be updating it as they release the new guest. Again, Cincinnati Comic Expo, September 22nd through the 24th. Make your plans now. It's time for Box Office Bombs. All right, before we get to box office bombs, I just want to give a thanks for uh, Ken John- uh, thanks to Ken Johnson for coming on. Uh, if anybody's interested, go ahead and check out his Kickstarter page for Corpse Corp. All right, box office news of this week. Uh, oh, yeah, who bombing away here. Zach Galifianakis, second straight 
comedy movie bombing at the box office. Keeping up with the Joneses made just $5.6 million in its opening week on a budget of $40 million. The film sits at 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. And oh my god, a B- minus on cinema score? It must be terrible! Uh, but it's an A- minus on Entertainment Weekly. They oh, really okay. hated it. They really hated it. They really it. hated so it's an it. It's A-. Minus. Okay. Uh, I do like how it's uh, still above Max Steel at 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's good. Ah, yes. Um, but, uh, yeah. They, uh, Did they, anyone care about this movie? I actually would, wouldn't mind seeing it, but as I said, I'll watch it for free. Yeah. Uh, but Keeping Up with the Joneses, not good enough to crack the top five in its opening week. So no. that's not a good sign. Uh, what does crack the top five? Number one, the Medea Halloween. I'm out. Wait, wasn't it called Boo? Yes, the Medea I, Halloween. Fuck this intern. Who, who screwed this up? <laughs> uh, Twenty-eight million in its opening weekend on a twenty million dollar budget. <laughs> my biggest question. My biggest question is, what costs them twenty million dollars in a Medea movie? <laughs> well, you know, I the, mean, Tyler Perry make nineteen million, and then the rest could have been the, the zombie special effects. <laughs> I think it's the Moo Moo. I think it's an expensive moo-moo that she wears. Uh, uh, well, you, you know, if you look at the rest of this list, did you want to go? Do we have time? Uh, oh, yeah, for we'll, yeah we can do it real do quick. Do it real quick right. here. Uh, yeah. Number two, Jack Reacher, colon, Never Go Back, $23 million in its opening weekend. Paul $60 million dollar budget. 23 They Paul actually Tree. said it was better than what the studio thought. They were going mid-teens. Wow. wow. Okay. Uh, Ouija, colon, Origins of Evil. How about Ouija? Ouija. <laughs> Oh, it sounded like you said Ouija. Sorry, my bad. No, I said like Ouija. a little Ouija thing. Yeah. Never mind. Squeegee, squeegee. Thank you. Yeah, squeegee. Origin of Evil made fourteen and a half million on its nine point nine million dollar budget. It's a hit. Uh, the accountant made fourteen million, a total forty eight million. So there you go, Mister Affleck. It made on its a money. Forty four million dollar budget. So from okay. here on, it's gravy. Uh, Girl on a train, another seven million, bringing it up to fifty nine million on a forty five million dollar right, budget. Th- there you go. But but look look at this five list here as compared to what we've had in the past. Twenty eight million, twenty three, fourteen five, fourteen seven. It was number five. It's a dead 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 zone for movies yeah. right now. Oh yeah, it's perfect for Medea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because if there are real movies going on, I don't think anybody go watch that. Uh, they said one of the reasons is because it's been three years since Medea has been in the theater. And they forgot how bad it was? <laughs> oh, uh, you know, I let's go see Medea. Oh, crap, I forgot how bad this was. Tyler Perry still hasn't learned how to act. Damn it! <laughs> is he back in Alex Cross again? Is he Alex Cross again? Was he in Alex Cross? Yeah, he was Alex Cross. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was. Now that yeah. you mention it. That didn't work out too well. God, fucking Medea. Come on, people. <laughs> Come on, America! Just missing a Kevin James uh, well, movie. The, the oh, it's, it's for not you, Jason. only. It's not just Medea. It's Boo Medea Halloween. Like they're going to have like some of the worst Halloween puns and costumes and crap going on. I cannot wait to get that movie poster. I'm going to put a cap in that zombie's ass. <laughs> Did he say? Did she say that? No, but I bet it's in there. Hallelujah! I bet you it is. Oh fuck you, Boo! <laughs> Fuck oh. you. God dang it, Tyler Perry. Just uh, stop it. Uh, you well, know what? Maybe it's sell. funny. Maybe it's really funny. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No. I heard Ghostbusters was, too. Cross-dressing's not funny. Someone dressing up is... Uh, yeah, it's just not funny. Yeah. But she's a grandma in it. 
Oh, okay. Well, that's funny. Yeah, see, she's got Maybe when Mrs. Flip Doubtfire. Wilson did it before any of us were born, it was funny. Mrs. Doubtfire. Did you really go for a Flip Wilson <laughs> I did. I've tried to get the... Uh, 75 to 80? Yes. We're talking yeah, about... he, even the first, you know, b- <laughs> black funny got to dress up as a woman. Flip Wilson did it first. <laughs> Let's go back to the Jack Parr days. Let me do that <laughs> joke, okay? Get the Really get the 80-year-old crowd in. Uh, buy, sell. Since we're talking about... Oh, what, what's upcoming? Oh, I was going to do that after buy, oh, sell. Oh, okay, let's but, do that. Uh, since we were talking about Tyler Perry, mm. buy, sell Tyler Perry. <sighs> I'd buy Tyler Perry stock. You, you have to leave personal feelings out of it. He Every time money. he throws a Medea movie Do out it. there, it sells or That's at least right. makes money. Yeah. Somebody goes to those movies. I, I can't. He is the new version of Ernest. He's the new version. Yeah, he really <laughs> is. That's correct. They made what eight or nine Ernest yeah. movies. Yeah. Ernest does something. <laughs> I think Dallas like number eight. Dallas. <laughs> Ernest does something. No, that was it. Ernest does something. <laughs> That's how he died of the STDs. Ernest does Dallas. <laughs> uh, buy, sell Tom Cruise. Uh, I'm selling. I'm selling. So. Yeah, I don't see. I don't there... see what Tom Cruise can do to justify keeping stock around anymore. No. No, nothing. No. Clear my portfolio. Bring in some. Some good young blood like Tyler Perry into my portfolio. You know what would be good for him? Let's trademark this idea. This will be our second trademark okay. of the night. He should make another movie mm-hmm. with uh, Rebecca Mesa Hornay. Mm-hmm. Damon Hornay. My 20-year-old. Yeah. Risky Business 2. Oh. Riskier We're business. They're the parents this time around. You know. So you're saying we need to reboot Risky Business? No, not reboot. It's a sequel. It's a sequel. Oh, okay. It's a sequel. So made, they are made they for are today. the same characters from. Oh, they're the old. They're the older. Older. They're older versions of themselves. And now she's a. Tom high, Cruise is a. You know the dad is whatever. And she's a high end escort. She's still a high end madam. Now she's a madam now. Oh, that's right. Sorry. She's up but, on the but, food But but they're chain. married now with kids. But they're like married now with yeah. kids. Common law. And and you know it opens up with you know the camera pans in on the fireplace mantle, the crystal the egg, egg. <laughs> and pans yeah. out. And it's got him as an old guy now dancing in his underwear in socks to, uh, what's that song that he was doing? Old Time Rock and Roll. Old Time Rock and Roll. But he looks like the guy from uh, uh, what is it, Tropic Thunder, the role yeah. he played Tropic Thunder. Stop it, no. No, 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 no. It, it's him, natural, oh, okay. natural mode, dancing, and she comes in and just turns, the, and one of the kids come in and just turn the damn radio off and says, Dad, go put some pants on for Christ's sake. You know the sad thing is? If a studio is listening, <laughs> they just probably wrote that. You know what? This guy has a good idea. Let's go get Blake. Hey, what, what's, a, what's that comic that was uh, making fun of the uh, Fantastic yeah. Four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am Dorkly. Yeah. Dorkly, I think, is stealing our ideas here. Yeah. Uh, if you go to Dorkly, they have a studio executive talking about the Fantastic Four and how they're not giving the rights away. And, and yeah. exactly how we do it in studio yes. voice fashion. Yeah, studio executive. I think they actually yeah. took your uh, your I, audio straight off I of think so. Recording. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> our attorneys are looking into it, Dorkly. <laughs> Just saying. The you know what? part is our attorneys are also our interns. <laughs> 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 okay, so what's upcoming? Uh, upcoming uh, on October twenty eighth, we got Inferno. 
Yes. I'm assuming it's a scary movie. No, so another it's, Dan Brown. It's Tom oh, Hanks. It's Robert Dan, Langdon. The Langdon, okay. The is symbologist. Any, is anybody looking like wanting this? Like I, I really hope I, they finish this trilogy. I understood. <laughs> I like understood. The fifth book or so there's five books in. I know, but third uh, movie the, I'm the, at. The, oh. the Great Da Vinci thing. Awesome. Yeah. You know, the, well, the Illuminati for the second one. Okay, good. I still buy it. But solving riddles and puzzles now from an organization that's making a plague? Yes. What the f- that, yeah. But it doesn't make sense, Based man. off of Dante's Inferno. Come on. It's right there in front of you. They're big fans of Labyrinth. Uh. <laughs> that's why. I, I, nobody yeah. wants this. It's been, what, 10 years since the last one? Angels and Demons? Uh, not quite that long. Uh, I, you know, I, I mean, if... Uh, at least they got rid of the else. hair after the first yeah. one. <laughs> the hair was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> they tried to do it like the book they described it, and it's like, uh, yeah, that's not working. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so don't go see Inferno. Mm. But or don't go see... see Inferno. Yeah, go see Inferno. scary movies? Is Ouija the only scary movie we got this year? <laughs> Squeegee. 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 Is Squeegee the only scary movie I we got? So. I think so. I think so. And boo, Medea. I said scary movie. Oh, no, no, no Saw movies this year? What's going on? That's next year. Ah, they're rebooting it. Uh, Angels Demons 2009. So seven years. So. All right. Everybody's favorite segment, top five. This is where we get to put things in a list and yell at each other for taking stupid options. <laughs> uh, this week's top five, TV shows you watched after they became popular. After they became popular. So it was out there, they became popular, and then you Then went, you watched Then it. you said, oh, why did everybody watch that? Maybe I should start watching it. Mm-hmm. I, or you I, feel left out at the water cooler and he's talking about this great show. Yep. Or, you know, people could be talking about it at a podcast and you feel left out because you haven't seen seven seasons yet. Or so, Game of Thrones six seasons. Or Game of Thrones six seasons. <laughs> yeah. I, or, or haven't watched The Flash. <laughs> I know we covered all three of us. <laughs> Jeff, why don't you go? I will go. My number five, mm-hmm. as we kind of just mentioned, was Game of Thrones. I did not see Game of Thrones until the first season came out on DVD. I did not see the second season until it came out on DVD. And I did not see the third season until it came out on DVD. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Then it started getting pretty damn good, so I found a way of getting HBO and watched it. Okay. Uh, weekly at that point. <laughs> he uh, tap, tapped into his neighbor's uh, cable. <laughs> uh, what the old bat don't know won't hurt her. Jeff, uh, why is there an extension cord coming from my electrical box? To your house? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, my number five is Orphan Black. Ah, so you have watched it. I'm uh, one season behind, I think. Okay. So, really good show. It's one, really on, liked it. it's, it's one on my big, long list of things I do need to watch. Trashman, a.k.a. Max Headroom is in it. Matt Fuhrer. Oh, Matt Fuhrer's in that? Yes. And he's in Timeless? Yes, he's in a lot of different things. Uh, no, Orphan Black's about a clone, but there's more and more clones of this girl. Clones of Well, clones. she doesn't know she's a clone to begin Correct. with. Correct. And it just, have you seen it? I know the concept. Okay. I've read about it. I haven't watched it's it. It's really good. Maybe really we'll be well able done. to be on the next time we do this list. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 
Have we done this list before? No. Okay, good. Just making sure. It's like deja vu all over again. Eventually we'll run out of ideas. We'll <laughs> have to revisit it. We'll recycle everything. Top Whenever five revisited. Give me a top five, fuckers. <laughs> top five modified. Uh, what's your number five, Blake? Top, top five modifiers. <laughs> what is your favorite modifier? <laughs> <laughs> Next week, top five. <laughs> uh, number five. Uh, I actually started watching the reruns of this, like on TBS or something. Smoke. And then I just started watching it. Uh, actually, the old lady and I. No, it was uh, Modern Family. Oh, great uh, show. I go back and I'm uh, watching. I'm like, you know, this is really funny. How come I haven't been watching it? Yeah. At first, the first time I saw it, I kept going... That what's-her-name looks really familiar, but I can't put my finger on where I've seen her before. Billy Matt or uh, Happy, Happy Gilmore. Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, yes. yes. I'm like, that's she, it. She looks totally different. I had to go IMDB the show to like, oh, that's who she is. She's gotten better looking with age. Yeah, she has. She's done the opposite of Ed O'Neill. Yeah. <laughs> and she was also in Lost for a couple of episodes. Yeah, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> I, we forgot about that. Yeah. She was with the polar bear. No, oh, okay. no she, was, she she was in the flashbacks. She was Jack's oh. wife in flashbacks. No, really, yeah. I forgot all about that. You're not going to go back and watch it, are you? Though, no. Okay, no. good. <laughs> but I, I watched Modern Family. Okay. Uh, what's your number four? Number four, uh, actually, this is one that it only lasted one season, mm-hmm. but a lot of people and critics loved it. But it got canceled and it broke everybody's hearts. And then when the original Spider-Man came out. You know, the first trilogy, and it had... Toby Maguire? No. Kirsten Toby. Dunst? No. Sam Raimi? No. Uh, uh, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank now. Crying that, out loud. That was a good segue. Oh, James Franco. James Franco. Yeah, that's right, James Franco. <laughs> I remember reading about it. Oh, yeah, James Franco. Freaks and Geeks is James Franco. And everybody's like, oh, oh it's awesome. Blah. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then I saw the first episode of Freaks and Geeks by accident, and I was like, all right, I'll watch it. And then I went, I'm hooked. <laughs> And then I watched it until the end of season one. I said, fuck you, Where's the second TV. season? I've never I hate it. you, TV. I've never seen it. It's should, really good. I've, I've heard. heard. watching it. I, it it probably think, should be on your long list of things yeah, you should it, watch. It should be. Think, think of Stranger Things mm-hmm. in an episode for long series, but without the weird supernatural stuff. Just oh, okay. make it more yeah. 80s, 80s sitcom-ish kind of deal. Does it take place in the 80s? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And, and I was just like, fuck you. You canceled this one season. <laughs> was it Fox? Yes. Ah, shocking. Yeah. Or, what? or was it? No, it was NBC. Really? Fox was undeclared. His next show was on Fox yeah, like two up. years later. Mm-hmm. And then that I was good things about season. undeclared. It's pretty good. Is it? Seth Rogen. Charlie Hoonan. Yeah. Oh. And, uh, of course, uh, what's the guy that produced it? He's done the movies. Apatow. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Apatow. This was Apatow's, you know baby freaks and geeks and this is actually where rogan and franco he actually helped encourage them to help write scripts mm-hmm. for the show and that's where they got their script writing you know teeth cutting you know done on it and huh. uh what's her name i forget the the older sister goes in cardinelli she, yeah cardinelli she plays uh thelma in the scooby-doos ah that's where everybody was talking about her from yeah uh, yeah she was just recently uh, on that one Netflix show. I can't remember the name of it now. Take place in Florida with all the mystery and Kyle Chandler. Oh yeah, blood, oh, she she had a lines or some yeah blood blood something yeah yeah and she had a uh, cameo where she was the um, I forget the aquarium uh, lady in some show or movie where she had a, a cameo in there and it was like oh yeah Cardinelli's in there. 
I'll figure it out. Uh-huh. Okay. That, she was also in ER for a couple seasons. Too. She was in Serbian film. Oh. Uh, number four uh, is uh, old HBO, Six Feet Under. Love Six Feet Under. See, I started watching it like after it was done yeah. or whatnot, and I got like through three episodes. And yeah, I get through the first. Like, I mean, it builds. I, I enjoyed it, but it, I, I I wasn't hooked to make sure I continued to watch it. And other things I started watching took precedence. It was it's a good show. I loved it. Uh, I watched it twice now. This series, I think yeah. now. Really enjoyed it. So six feet under, old HBO. Uh, Jeff, okay. what's your number four? Uh, my number four is Alias, ah. Jennifer Gardner show. Didn't really watch it like the first season and a half. Mm-hmm. Watched it when it was the show after the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. So the, the the Super Bowl, you know, they were trying to push that show or whatever, and and of course they started you in right by showing her wearing different types of lingerie for the first 15 minutes of the Nothing show. Nothing wrong with that. So it's like, okay, why haven't I not been watching this? And the great part about it was, like, that episode, they completely changed everything. Like, she's a spy working undercover in, like, mm-hmm. the, the bad guys thing. That episode, they busted up and they caught all the bad guys or most of the bad guys and it's like, where do they go from there? I mean, and... Going then, I went back and watched it from the beginning, and honestly, the first season and a half was probably the best stuff they did. The next okay. stuff I still enjoyed, but wasn't as good. But uh, it took me a while to get into Alias, but that's what I'm going with there. What's your number three? My number three, Dexter. Ah, another Michael C. Hall yeah. uh, appearance here. But uh, Dexter is one that he has probably four seasons into it before I started watching it. You know. Everybody talked about it and how great it was, and you know John Lithgow's season was so great, and I started watching it about the fifth season, and then had to go back and watch the first four seasons. I like the first season. The third season's the best. Is that Lithgow? Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. Um, okay, my number. But don't watch the last episode. I've heard how it ended. <laughs> I'm a lumberjack. Yes, I am. <laughs> Work all night. <laughs> uh. My number three is something I've been watching on TBS every night now and uh, fall asleep to it back uh, first couple months. Uh, friends? Yes, Friends. I never watched it when it was on air. Really? Wow. Yeah, I mean, I watched it like an episode maybe here or there. I and never I, watched it religiously. No. I mean, yeah, I'd watch it every once in a while, but I wasn't it's enjoyable. dedicated to it. Uh, with having a newborn, we were up uh, for the first couple months in the middle of the night and it was always on at that time. Yeah, so you're like TBS at the end of the night, going to bed. I'm like... They show Friends for six hours. Yes, there you go. Uh, It's a great show. I really enjoy it. I I don't even think I've made it through the finale. Finale. The last two seasons are rough. Yeah. It's not as good, but... You know, when when they've all dated each other and messed around with each other, at a certain point in time, it's like the the show's jumping shark after a while. Rachel having the baby was... That's what they're on right now on Mm -hmm. TBS right now, just like notes towards the end of the season, the series, so (laughs) that's where we're at now. Blake, what's your number three? Uh, my number three, uh, this actually, you know, th- there's a number of periods in my life where, mm-hmm. like, I'm removed from American television. He said period. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's some ages where I'm, like, uh, not living in the United States for long periods of time. And this is one of those shows that started when I was not here in the mm-hmm. States. And I remember, I think I was on Comedy Central one day, and I was working from home, and I, I usually had the TV on in the background for noise. And uh, I, I took a break and I started watching, and I was laughing my ass off. I'm like, why haven't I known about this show? And of course, I had to go back, and now I watch it religiously. And it's it's uh it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Ah, 
Very good that, show. That's a good one. You know, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm still waiting for the next season. <laughs> yeah. For crying out loud. Yeah. J- Jason's the reason I watched that from the beginning. Yeah. He's like, oh man, there's the show. It's just great. You got to see it. So I. Yeah. It's a funny show. It about it, the third or fourth episode yeah. I finally got around to seeing. And, and it's it, like, apparently they've got their own restaurant. Uh, what's his name? Mac. Mac's got his own uh, restaurant bar in Philadelphia now. In real life? I think it's called Max. <laughs> Oh, it should be called Patty's Pub. No, it's <laughs> Patty's or Max or I forget. Maybe you don't want FX taking it. Yeah, <laughs> taking well, that's it over. true. <clears throat> if you look it up, and you're like, yeah, it's a true thing. I'm like, damn. I wish I was there. Um, what's is, your... it, is it me? Oh, oh is back number three? Yeah, two. you're number two. We number two. Snake. Yeah, I say, now this was back in the day. Somebody said, you got to watch this show. And I remember I watched one episode... I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I don't understand these jokes. I don't get it. I Kevin think, can wait. I think we yep. might have the same number two. Might have the same number two. And then I'm like, this, somebody said this show was so funny. I watched it. I can't. I don't get it. And then years later, I'm like, you know what? You got to watch this. And I started watching the very beginning. And it was one of the best TV shows ever. It's uh, Arrested Development. Arrested Development, my number two also. That's right. And if you don't watch it from the very beginning... There's jokes and background jokes that you'll never get in season two in the middle, see episode 50, if you haven't watched it from the beginning. And that's the problem with the show. You have to watch them in sequential order, number one through to the end, and everything is just fucking hilarious. There's always money in the banana stand. There's always, always money, money in the, in the banana, banana stand. stand. Now, the, re- the reason I started watching this was we had like Christmas Was this or your number two? It's my number two. All right, cool. Great uh, minds think alike. You know? They do. That's right. We we had Christmas families get together for Christmas and right. we were playing uh, what's it uh, seen it trivia uh, yeah movie, seen it movie TV. yeah T- TV edition of seen it we were playing and there was uh, like some question and we divided the teams up and it was so weird that it just had some question came up and it was about Arrested Development mm-hmm. everybody on my team just stared blankly trying to figure out what the hell was even being asked <laughs> we're like I, I have no clue with and good reason everybody on the other team like four mm-hmm. on one side four yeah. the four people who watched the show and loved it were on one team and the four who had no clue what it was were the ones trying to answer this question yeah and so then after that question like they just we just started talking about it and my family that had watched it was talking about how great it was that yeah, you know, here borrow the DVD. So started watching on DVD, mm-hmm. and it's like this is excellent. Even it if is. Jason rolls his eyes when we mention all the it. time, we talk about it all the time. Every time we bring it up, <laughs> I'm sorry, we're back. Uh, my number two. Oh, by the way, Linda Cardinelli. I can't remember. I can't remember what show mm-hmm. she was. Uh, a, a, yeah, she makes an appearance in. But she's all over Robot Chicken. You know her voice. Is she yeah. in the one with the robot where he has the groin and the knee or whatever it was, or they punch them in the nose? Is that the one? I still haven't figured out what movie that was. <laughs> one day I'll remember. Uh, number two for me might be Jeff's number one, Firefly. No, it's just not a mention for me. Oh, okay. Uh, Firefly, you got me hooked on it, Jeff, after it was on. And uh, I actually watched them in order, unlike Fox. Fuck you. <laughs> and uh, great show. Everybody, we've talked about it many yeah. times. And Firefly yeah. is my number two. Yeah, Firefly and uh, Freaks and Geeks didn't make my list just pretty much because they only lasted the season. and. Mm. And that just disappointed mm-hmm. me so much, I didn't feel like putting them on my list. Okay. Yeah. What's uh, your... my, my number two is Arrested Development. Was there number one? Uh, my number one is Breaking Bad. Oh. It was a show, yeah. I, I still think it's probably the best show of the last 20 years. Wow. Uh, it starts slow, so it's tough to get in on. I didn't start watching it until 
halfway through the last season, so like everybody at work is like trying not to talk about it when the new show comes up when I'm in the room because they knew I just started it. Ah, uh, they're so nice. They were nice, and then I'd leave I the room and then they spent hours talking. Get about out of here, it. Jeff! We're yeah. gonna talk. <laughs> it's like I kind of felt. Yeah, but then I caught up for the, like the last six episodes, so mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I can talk about it, and it was so yeah. fun when when they say, "I envy you," because I know you get to watch these episodes for the first time, first time. and I'm like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> and you get to watch them in order. Yeah, oh, you binge. Yeah. I, so I yeah, did binge. It's one of those shows that if I it was on, I'd watch it, and sometimes I'd be like, I don't know what's going on. And sometimes yeah. I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. But I did watch like the last. Three or four episodes in the finale. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I'm like, really I know how it ends. <laughs> Screw everything else. Okay. Uh, my number one, Sports Night. Uh, A-Pans gave that to me. A-Pans. Ah. And uh, I loved it. Uh, I watched it. I couldn't get enough of the DVD set. It was 43 episodes, I think. And I've watched it, I think, four or five times now. Uh, the whole series. I love that show. So you didn't actually see it till it was off the nope. air. Oh, nope. I did not know that. And uh, yeah, great one. Well, my favorite show was well, my fi- probably my favorite show of all time. Uh, so yeah, sports night. If you have not seen it, you should. I'm Dan. Um, oh, I forgot to say Casey. Casey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of the greatest lines. Can't give yourself a nickname. Can't give yourself a nickname. Uh, Cutman. Cut <laughs> he won't respond unless you call him Cutman. Not call him Cutman. <laughs> Hello, Don. Don, you there? Cutman, hey Dan. <laughs> so, uh, but but if you watch it, be wary. What the first half of the first uh, season has a laugh track yes. that is really off-putting, and then the last half of the first season, like they mute the laugh track slowly, like it's quieter. It's like, then why are we even having the laugh track in it? And then they got rid of it. The then they got rid of it. Thank God. Then they got better. Well, the show was still oh, good, but it wasn't. Uh, you weren't annoyed by the laugh, the laugh track, track. Okay. because. They, they tell jokes that aren't necessarily laugh-out-loud jokes, but they were clever. They're little, humorous. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know how Aaron Sorkin's talking back and forth, blah, blah, Walk blah. Walk and talk. Well, well, one, they're always quick-fire, so, like, the laugh track is la- oh, laughing over somebody else's line, which mm-hmm. is terrible. Thank you, yeah. ABC. <sighs> Anyways, what's yeah. your number one, Blake? My number one, uh, this was a, another period in which, before it was popular... Mm-hmm. I uh, left country, and then I when I returned, you know, almost six years later, it was the last season, mm-hmm. and so I remember getting back, uh, repatriating, and of course, remember this is the time before internet and all this other kind of stuff. So you King. know what's going on? Oh yeah, this show, yeah, okay. King I remember Queens. I came back just in time for the finale. This was back in '98, dating myself, mm-hmm. and uh, I was 19. Yep, yeah. and of course when I went back to Afghanistan, I, I went, I bought the entire season and I watched it episode by episode plus each episode notes and commentary because, <laughs> because when you're not doing things in Afghanistan, there's nothing, you, to, there's do. nothing to do. <laughs> so, but yeah, Seinfeld. Oh, great show. Great show. Mm-hmm. I do love that show. I used to watch that when it was on all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, like every week I was looking forward to it. So that's a good one. I like Seinfeld. Good list, everyone. Good, good list. Good job. Hey, Normally we dog everybody's list. But... Yes. Uh, well, that's another episode. Thanks to Ken Johnson for coming on. Uh, let's see. Bad idea of the week is a uh, two eighty nine. It's a uh, poking Blake in Canada in a Canadian bar. Just don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't it's do a bad it. idea. Bad idea. 
Bad idea. Uh, That's right. Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. From Walking Dead to Talking Heads, from comic books to TV sets, there's a history of not so bad. There's the history. It's the history of bad. So bad. The history of bad. It's bad. The history of bad ideas. Podcast. And for game six, we're not recording next week. All right. Good. See, so there you go. But unfortunately, it's going to be a four-game sweep. <laughs> well, I mean, fortunately. Well, you know, fortunately, yeah. but you won't get to be there on Tuesday to watch oh. the game because Cleveland will already have won. Okay. I think we talked about it on Saturday's episode. We're like, we either want the – I wanted the Indians sweep, and he's like, I want the Cubs to lose in game seven in the worst possible way, like some fluke, just so their curse continues and just haunts the city. <laughs> Actually, you know what will probably happen? It'll be like game seven, and both teams keep fluking it. <laughs> and, and it's going to be who can fluke it the worst in order to lose. That's what's going to happen. We're in the happen. 50th inning. <laughs> exactly. Anytime one that's, team does. Exactly. That's what up, it, the other team screws up just as bad. That's what it's going to be. Who can fluke the worst? Ready? Meanwhile, fans will be like, right. you know, slitting their wrists and like, no. Cubs. Ah, no. And five. Fucking four. Millennium.